Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Merry Christmas, everybody. This is uh, our last show for the week. Nobody's working. There's nobody sitting next to me. Ian's gone, of all people. Ian's the guy who wakes up at 7 p.m. for an 8 p.m. show, and then he shows up in his pajamas. And even this guy is out for family. Well, I guess actually that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. We miss him, though. Luke left today because Luke's got a Polish mom. And uh, I'll tell you what, it's, 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 that, well, that's what he said. That's what he said. Because he's like, Polish mothers are very much like, you gotta be back early, you know what I mean? Oh, I gotcha. I yeah, gotcha. but, uh, but Jack Murphy's hanging out. Hey, I'm here. Good to be here. My friend Matt's gonna be here a little bit later. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Good to be see good everybody. I'm Jack I, there's Murphy. a lot of people who have no idea what that means. I know it does. <laughs> uh, I'm Jack Murphy. Follow me on Twitter at Jack Murphy Live on YouTube, Jack Murphy Live. Yeah, we, all. there's news. Um, they're rolling out all these vaccine mandates mm. right before Christmas when no one's paying attention. And that's one of the most nefarious things. Boston announced it. DC announces it. Chicago announces it. And they're doing it just after the new year. And I think a lot of people are going to comply. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about all that stuff. We'll talk about, uh, you know, Joe Biden. We got, I want to talk about the story with Elon Musk. He's saying that he's going to, uh, he, or he, he is paying more taxes than anyone in history, which is effectively defanging a lot of these leftist arguments against them. And then we've got some, uh, I don't know. I got to be honest with you guys. Nobody's working right now. Yep. So we've got stories on TimCast.com, which we're going to talk about. And then for the most part, man, everybody is zoned out. People are like, I don't want to talk about this stuff. I don't want to listen. I want to go watch The Matrix. Hmm. Well, I'll tell you what I did today. I watched The Matrix. And we have a review because I think The Matrix Resurrections is conservative propaganda. Hmm. And uh, I only me- I'm only half joking when I say that. I actually think they have a very powerful kind of traditional message in it, which is interesting. And there's also like it- the movie almost mocks the left, but I think they're serious with it. It's kind of like how Girlbusters was, you know? They're like, this is what we really believe, and you're like, wow, really? And then they have this, like, I don't want to spoil too much. I'm not going to spoil too much, but we'll talk about it later on in the show. And then, uh, you know, whatever. We'll talk about Joe Biden or something. He wants to rematch Trump. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. What's going on, man? Welcome back. Thanks, man. Good to be here. Uh, on my way up, I'm, I'm like reading about DC vax mandates. So I'm uh, sort of just accepting the fact that I'm never going to be able to go out mm. to eat or to the movies. Or to a concert or have a drink or anything ever again in D.C. And then I hear Montgomery County, the uh, county just adjacent to D.C. is doing the same thing. Yep, in Maryland. Yeah. Man. Because they couldn't do it statewide because where we are in Western Maryland has already tried to – has already offered up secession. Yeah. Yeah. So these westernmost counties have said like, West Virginia, we would gladly become West Virginia, please. Right. Help us. Washington County and a few others are – I think it's happened more than once. They write letters and they're like, please take us West Virginia. <laughs> please. There's please. a dude over here who's got a big sign that says swamp 40 miles that way oh and like wear your boots. <sighs> and there's like a big Trump sign and stuff like that. So we'll get all that stuff. We also got Lydia hanging out. It's just the three of us. I am also here in the corner pushing buttons. I did not take off tonight. I'm happy to be here with you guys and Jack and Tim. It's going to be, I think it's going to be perfectly animate, even though we have fewer people here. So I'm stoked. Well, this is like the very first time I was ever on the show. Oh yeah. There's only a yeah. few of us. Right, right, yeah. right. The first time you came on, just us hanging out. Yeah, no, that's right. No Luke, no, uh, that was like, no uh, anybody. February 2020. Yeah. Yeah, man. Just before the world ended. And that's right. Stuff. Don't forget, go to timcast.com, become a member. Your membership is what sustains us. The journalists we have, uh, I did a check today. We have 31 employees. I'm very, I'm, I'm surprised by that. 
we had a holiday party and I'm like, who are all these people in my people. house? Isn't it crazy? <laughs> like, and I know who they all, who, who they are and what they do. And I'm like, man, we got a lot of people working here, but I'll tell you this. Most of the people who are working here, they're doing editorial stuff. They're doing journalism. They're doing fact checking. And then we have a couple other shows and it really is about expanding and doing more work and making sure that what, you know, at you as members are helping us to make sure we build a powerful foundation. And I mean, look, I'll just say it for better or for worse, become the, the mainstream press, become the dominant, you know, uh, media institutions. And maybe at some point we will have to be supplanted by someone else. But for the time being, the establishment is broken, and that's what we seek to challenge. And with your help, we will do it. So smash that like button. Subscribe to this channel. And I, I know there's already people uh, putting in a bunch of super chats, and they're saying that, you know, we've got to read them because there was a, a, an issue with Jack last week on Elijah and Sidney Watson's show. And look, I'll say, I'll say first and foremost, we're not a drama channel. No. We, we don't do drama. No. You know, I, I understand that something happened, and everybody's super chatting and expecting me to read something. But I will say... We will address it. We will read your super chats. By all means, super chat. But we don't do uh, um, silliness. Like if you have legitimate questions and legitimate conversation to be had that will move things forward, definitely we'll be into it. If you're posting memes and jokes and like having a, a laugh or whatever, we'll read one or two maybe. But I'm not going to read for a half an hour because you guys want to make you know jokes or whatever. Like I'm, I'm not trying to be a dick or anything. The goal of this show has always been, can we like maximize the conversation and get the best ideas across as possible? Mm -hmm. And I think that's why we, we, we get so many super chats because people are usually offering up really good questions and helping us have that conversation. So I just try to keep, I try to, I try to stay out of the weeds. There are a lot of YouTubers. They talk about me all day. They're like, Oh, Tim Pool did this. Tim Pool did that. And you know, the young Turks did it recently. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'd rather not do that. I'd rather talk about. The things that are impacting our lives, the things that are, are are causing us strife, the things we need to overcome, what we can do to improve ourselves, and uh, typically things that just I feel like are important and worth talking about. So we'll 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 address it simply because I think it you know should be because you know people are asking for it. But I will say for the most part, don't expect we're going to have some ridiculous I don't know joke fest where we just make fun of people or anything like that. But uh, at any rate, if you want to get your super chats in, by all means, you're free to do so. And uh, let's just read the news, man. Let's do it. We got the story from uh, TimCast.com. Oh. <clears throat> Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot warns unvaccinated residents, your time is up. And she said it just like that, too. Oh. She said, we didn't want it to get to this point. Actually, I should read it like Lori Lightfoot because she's Beetlejuice. Mm, yeah. Such talks like this. We didn't want it to get to this point. <laughs> but uh, given the situation we find ourselves in, we have no choice. Beginning January 3rd, you must show proof you are fully vaxxed under bars. I haven't seen that movie in a really long time, That's by the way. That's a good impression. So I don't know if I'm doing a good I Michael Keaton. <laughs> uh, she says, to enter bars, restaurants, fitness centers, and entertainment, and recreational venues where food and drink are served. But the best part was when she said, where is it? Do we even have it on here? Here we go. To put it simply, if you have been living vaccine-free, your time is up. Wow. If you wish to live life as with the ease to do the things you love, you must be vaxxed. This health order may pose an inconvenience to the unvaccinated. And in fact, it is inconvenient by design. I had to read it like a villain. Yeah. Because that was one of the most villainous, like, statements on vaccine mandates from any executive. I don't know. That one from Biden was pretty bad. They're like, if you don't get vaccinated, you face a long, dark, cold winter and you're going to overwhelm the hospitals and basically you're going to die. It, I, I don't. I don't. Yes, it was bad, but I don't agree. Right. When I when I saw it. So that was from Zients or whatever, the coronavirus task force guy on Biden's administration. He said the unvaxxed can be expecting a winter of death 
and, you know, like suffering or whatever because you'll overwhelm the hospitals. But that's more like, you know, I imagine that as if I was watching a movie, there's like a hooded figure issuing like a prophetic warning and like shaking a bony finger. You will face death. (laughs) (laughs) And that's not the real villain. But this one, she's like, if you've been living vaccine free, your time is up. That's like Skeletor straight up being like, I'll get you, He-Man. You know, like not like just like a warning. You know? They're just going to try to make your life as miserable as possible. She said it. Yep. Bill de Blasio was like, we're going to take away your life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness unless you inject yourself with this, you know, this medication. You want liberty? Do what we say. Yep. But you won't even get liberty if you do it. That's the crazy thing. No, not at all. And in fact, the D.C. D. area, D. Metro, uh, sorry, Washington, D.C. just came out with its own vax mandate today, as a matter of fact. And in there, it gave a definition of vaccinated, you know, and it's like two shots. Mm-hmm. You're only one shot if you're a kid, two shots if you're an adult. Of course, that's going to change. There's no liberty there. You're going to just keep having to get the shot. But I'm faced with now, like, I'm literally, I, I can't go to any restaurants in yeah. D.C. You got to move. In. You got to move. I got to move. I wish the word that easy. I'm divorced. It's been a long time. It's been 12 years we've been divorced. The kids are here. I'm not, you know, I have two choices. I can either abandon my kids or I can kidnap them. Either way, these are two, you know, obviously I can't do either one of those. So I'm, I'm stuck. Right. And, uh, you know, I wish people would understand that when they come at me about the vaccine, it's like also I have split custody. And this is a thing divorced fa- families are facing all across the country where the parents don't agree on what to do about the vaccine. Well, now you, now there's no question. Your kids have to be vaxxed, period. I mean, it, 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 they're making it that way. It used to be, you know, so we had, we had that conversation about, you know, your kids want to do sports and then we got in that debate. Now it doesn't even matter. That's not even a question anymore. Now it's, I, there, there, there's not going to be any legal defense. There, there will be, but I'll say this first and foremost. It's one thing to be like, if I want my kids to play sports, they got to get the vaccine because of these rules. Now they're just going to be like, if you want your kid to go to a restaurant, if to go to a gym, to go to the schools, to do any of that stuff, they have to be vaxxed. So it's either they stay at home all day or they get the vaccine. So I think that when it comes to a court, con- like a court argument where you're saying you don't, oh. you don't want your kids. Yeah, there's no choice. The, the, the judge, ju- the be judge like, will be like, like boom, about? done. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I literally have no choice. And people, people don't like nuance. The trolls don't like any nuance and they give me a hard time about our conversation that we had a couple of months ago. And I'm just faced with the fact that I'm no longer and my I'm no longer gonna be able to go to restaurants, museum, bars, nightclubs, theaters, you know, music venues, whatever. And even in the adjacent counties, Montgomery County, Arlington County, they're gonna be doing the same thing. Montgomery County just announced it. I'm never gonna be able to go to the Metropolitan Museum of Art ever again in New York City. I'm I'm like being deleted out of society because I'm a strong, healthy you know, man that has, maybe I think I've had it before. I remember March 2020 after CPAC. Man, everybody was sick after CPAC. Yeah. Well, and people got it at CPAC. Yeah. I'm going to Chicago and we're leaving uh, uh, tomorrow oh, at some point. And this is probably the last time I'll ever go to Chicago. No joke. No yeah. joke. I feel fortunate that I've, I've been able to travel the world already. Right. Because so many people can't. But, uh, and and the, the, the response from the people in the cult are just like, why don't you just do as you're told. And I'm like, I, cause I don't agree with it. Whether, whether you're vaccinated or not, I think the mandates are absolutely wrong. In Austria, they're bringing out inspectors to go track people down and find them. 
So what I think is going to happen is what Chicago is basically saying is for the foreseeable future until we deem it safe. It's hmm. never going to be safe. Yeah. Not ever, ever. I, uh, I do have TSA pre, so I don't have to take my shoes off when I go on the airlines, but I still watch all those people go through the line, taking off their shoes, taking their laptops out of their back, all these things. It's ne- that, that is never going to change. I suspect the masks on the airplane probably never going to change. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, who was it? Someone already came out and said they should be permanent. Yeah. Was it Fauci? I think it was Fauci. Yeah, I think Fauci yeah. was like, everybody should wear masks forever. Right. And despite the fact that two CEOs of the airlines came out and talked about how the yeah. air filters inside those planes make for like the cleanest possible air you could ever be in possibly, it, like takes out 99% of any possible yep. COVID, uh, you know, infectious particles and whatnot. Yeah, they, they, these things are never going to change. We're just the new society we have to deal with. You know how they have those when you're in a plane? They have the the, the fan. You yeah. can unscrew the thing and it blows the air out. Yeah. So have you ever sit, sat next to someone on a plane who farts a lot? <laughs> it happens, right? Because <laughs> what, what happens is there's le- there's lower uh, it's a um, lower pressure in a higher altitude. <laughs> so the plane is pressurized. Fart science. No, yeah. it is. Check it out. The plane it's, is the plane is pressurized, but it's still lower pressure than you would be on the ground. And so the gas in your body expands and makes it more likely for you to fart. Well, I've traveled so much, man. I'll let you in on a tip. Many people may already know this if you travel. But I used to fly twice a week. So what I would do is I would open the vent and have the the, the fan blow down to my right side to create a barrier. And so when the fart would come out, the air would hit it and push it away. <laughs> you think I'm Brilliant. kidding. It works. Brilliant. It works. And so I bring this up because it should be true for anything, including, you know, the droplets yeah, you turn the fan on, you have it below next to you, and you got a little wind barrier pushing away the air, and it pulls in air from other directions. So not not only that, but you've, you're right. You got the filters in these in these airplanes. They don't care, man. One thing I've noticed, I've been world. traveling so much as well. I've got like executive platinum pro status on American now. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Nobody gives a crap about wearing masks in the airport. I have not been wearing masks in any airport. I don't wear one until I get to the point of going onto the into the gate, right <clears throat> down into the airplane. Nobody cares. I've seen people walk up with no mask on. They don't say it. They just hand them a mask. Yep. Don't say anything. The only time that they require it is on the plane. And you know what? Not even all the time then. They, they do require it in airports, but there's no enforcement for the most None. part. Like a TSA agent is going to walk up, isn't going to walk no. up to you randomly and be like, put on a mask, sir. No, no. one says anything. No one says anything. Even that plane though. Right. And then all of a sudden they're like, federal law says, there's no federal law. No, right. it's, it's a not. trick they're doing. Yeah. There's a federal law that grants the president right to issue executive orders and the president issued an executive order and now they're claiming a federal sneaky, law. No, sneaky. that's not right. And this is, this is uh, emblematic of the problem of the bureaucratic state where they create these vague laws and then they empower this whole, um, administrative state to then, then administer the laws in whatever way they see fit. And then they, they issue these rules, these mandates, and then the ju- the courts will adjudicate them and effectively it becomes law at that point. But you have basically an army of technocrats deciding deciding the way that we have to live our lives today and it's out of the power of the legislature why hasn't congress sat down and actually debated these very things on the floor of congress and decided whether or not the people want to have that 
Those times have come and gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, like yeah, I, I, I democracy, think, yeah, yeah. Republic. Yeah. You see the yeah. Babylon Bee article. It was like in in it was like it was like in terrible blow for democracy. Majority representatives <laughs> yeah. make decision for right. country or whatever. Right, they're blaming it all on the one West Virginia senator, mm-hmm. and yep. it's like, well, what about the other like fifty guys that didn't vote for it as well? It's ridiculous. Yeah. And you know what? Kudos to that guy for, for holding his ground and making his decision. He's under a lot of pressure. I don't understand why he still caucuses with the Democrats. He doesn't vote with them. He's considering going independent. Independent? He should. He should. Uh, and the fact that they try to lay it all on him is just a ridiculous cop out. It's, it's part of their, the Alinsky strategy of isolating targets Mm -hmm. and like funneling all of the energy onto them and hopefully making it personal and hopefully getting them to crack. Uh, it's in the book rules for rules for radicals and they do it. They, they isolate people. They target them. Hell, I've seen people do that uh, in my personal life. We, we got it. I found it from Babylon B. It says, in stunning blow to democracy, legislation decided by majority of elected representatives. Oh my gosh. I love it. Stop the because they keep saying like, how come one man is stopping us? And it's like, it's 51, 51. senators. There's you're, 50 you're, other you're, ins- you're yeah. insane. In a stunning blow. Basically, uh, democracy works in action. A majority of elected representatives deny the passage of the bill. Wow. Yeah. Somebody, somebody just super chatted saying that they were denied seeing their kids because by a judge because they're not vaccinated. I've, I've, I'm sorry to hear that for you, sorry. dude. I, 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 I've heard this a number of times. I, I, we, we've seen court orders where parents were Kentucky. not allowed to see their own children because of the vax thing. It's I don't know. Insane. I don't know if we're going to win this one. The vax. Yeah, I think the vaccine yeah. mandates will become law, and people will get their routine injections. And they're not, you know, give it, give it five years and no one's going to even question it. And the reason is, I think you've got cult members and cowards, and that makes up the bulk of what this country is. Hmm. So I can't remember who, well, first there was Clifton Duncan who had an amazing tweet. He said something to the effect of my uh, disdain for COVID idiots has been, you know, superseded by my, by my, my disdain for those who know something is wrong and refuse to speak up. Yeah. Hmm. So, you know, every single person who, Watched this in, 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 in the beginning and said, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say anything. I'm not gonna put any risk to myself and are now suffering the consequences. I mean, it's too late. The time to speak up was a while ago. Now that Chicago and DC and these other places are, are rolling these things out and we, we saw what happened in New York. They will comply. Regular people will drop to their knees to fillet the state with, hmm. with a smile on their face. No, maybe not a smile on their face. Maybe they'll be crying while they do it, but like, <laughs> let's be it. real. They're gonna do it. And then what that means is, there will be outliers. There will be um, people who refuse to participate. A lot. Some of these people who oppose, many of them who oppose the mandates are vaccinated. And these people will find themselves in the woods, you know? Or, or the, you know, the, the metaphorical woods, right? You can still go to the grocery store. You can still walk Never around change. on the streets. You think they're really going to come Ab- after grocery stores even? 100%. Yep. Yes. In Austria, it's a mandate period, even in your own home. You must be vaccinated. So they're hiring inspectors to do research and track people down and then issue them a 3,600 euro fine every quarter if they do not get vaccinated. Well, in D.C., not only now can they issue you a fine, but they can revoke your business and driver's licenses. They can't do it. They do it. And people drop to their knees and say, I will do anything you say because they're losers. Well, and, they're going to look, th- look, take my driver's license, take my business license. I will not comply. I'm not complying. I'm never yeah. going to comply. Period. End of story. It would be nice if we could like may- maybe if it happens to me, we could file a lawsuit and try to fight this. But there's absolutely no way at this point because look, 
it's the the more they tell me I have to do it, the less I'm interested Agreed. in complying. Yes, yeah. exactly. I will not ever comply. Not ever. You, know, you know what the issue is? I will not bend the knee to slimy cultists. You can show me all the science in the world, and I'm going to say when the evil people are beating. It's like this. You, imagine you've got uh, um, a despotic king, and he's evil as evil can be, and they beat and torture and maim and do all this really awful stuff. And then they say, We've, we, we, we are going to mandate everyone eat these delicious pomegranates. I'd be like, you can't make me do anything. I don't care. Yeah. Right. I like pomegranates. Right. You know what I mean? I think vaccines are great. Right. But the state taking this power, yeah. it's only going to get substantially worse. So for me, it's like, it's very obvious. If this is the path we're on, you can only imagine how insane it will be a year from now. Yep. Because you think about what the, the, the past two years have been like. First, it was two weeks. Then it was just wear a mask. We've seen the memes. It's just this. It's just this. Eventually, you see in Australia, they're rounding, they're, they're, they're rounding people up and putting them in camps, and they're justifying it. <laughs> and, and, and I'll tell you how scary That's it is. what Claire Look, says. <laughs> yeah, when Claire Lehman of Quillette is one of the cheerleaders for arresting people without due process and bringing them to a camp and saying it's normal, yo, we're in trouble, man. How? What, what is her deal, dude? Because she was posting Instagram pictures from, like, I guess the Olympic team, like, yeah. stayed there briefly. Hot babes. And saying, like, this is Hot who's babes. staying there, Timmy. <laughs> Hot babes. Yeah, That's who chicks. was staying there. Yeah. Man, Quillette. Don't you want to be there with the hot babes? Do you remember when there was a hot minute when Quillette was like, oh, right on point, right on the cutting them. edge, yeah. like really doing the thing that they're supposed to do, really saying the right things, doing like actual science and thinking about it and reporting on real anti-woke stuff. And then now she's like, it's just the Olympic team, man. Don't worry about it. Well, she was making it seem like it was all hot babes. Right. Yeah. When it was actually just one propaganda moment from a year ago or whatever. Right. Exactly. So they have these. Um, Do you think in, she did in, that unwittingly or is she an agent now? I think she's scared that the state will, will take everything away from her. Yeah. And she's in this position where she's not that famous, but she's famous enough. And she knows it. She knows her option is stand on principle and be persecuted or get on your knees and fillet the state and at least you'll you'll be you'll be you'll be you'll be fed you regularly. Look, all all this does is confirm to me that what we're doing in the liminal order even makes more sense. We're building an independent network separate from the institutions. We're finding ways to do our business with each other, invest in each other's companies. All this drama that's going on around me right now, I literally could not give one single F because all we're doing right now is like building businesses that are going to change the world. We're building ways that people can get independent access and direct access to beef. For example, look yeah. up Modern T-Man. He's working on getting a way to get direct access from the consumers to the beef producers so we can cut out the middlemen. We're trying to find all kinds of ways to solve education problems, communications problems, because you're going to have to get meaning, safety, security, uh, entertainment, culture, and arts all from independent networks instead of the institutions mm -hmm. because institutions want you – Fat, sick, jailed, or you know, tied to your desk in debt for the rest of your life. That's what they want. I think there's a lot of people who are choosing. They know it's wrong. They know what's going on is wrong. And they're lying to themselves. And just going along with it because, you know, I, I, people are um, tribal beings. So there's like this dude I know who uh, he's tweeting about how he's like, I got the third shot. And I was like, you're getting the fourth? Yep. 
And I'm like, in the fifth and the sixth, and they're like, it's endemic. It's going to be like a flu shot. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but you never got a flu shot before, dude. Like, I know mm-hmm. you. Right. And all of a sudden, you're just accepting these, these, right. this, this new normal. I never got a flu shot ever. I never get the flu shots, but when I do. I was a kid, I got one. But I do have the measles, mump, and rubella. Yeah. I do have the polio, pertussis, all those. I got, I've got more vaccines than the average person substantially. So I, I've talked about it before. Yeah, I was traveling, so they give you all these oh, crazy yeah. different shots. Yeah, and I've, I received well, the flu f- I mean, shot when I was a kid. It makes sense. You're going to places where you can catch the disease just by standing there, and yeah. it makes you really super sick and could kill I'll you. Tell you. I'll tell you what I'm excited about, man. We 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 put in the down payment, the deposit for the new free Domestan building, yeah. and then we had the construction crew come out and we drew up the the, the general design of it. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be, I think, it might. It, I think it's going to be 36 feet at the at the peak, and it's going to be 25 foot walls, 75 feet by 100 feet, and then we're building the new studio. It's going to be slightly bigger than the room we're in. The room we're in now is about uh, 15 by 30, 15 by 32, I think, actually. And the the one we're building is going to be 25 by 40. Oh, dang. So we're going to have a much bigger room and it's going to have, uh, it's going to have one big glass window overlooking the, the work facility. It's going to be amazing. And so what we're doing there is for one, we're going into a place where we don't got to worry about any of this stuff. And maybe, it, maybe it's bad that, you know, we retreat or whatever, but man, I was in, we were in the New Jersey area. We were trying to buy a building and everything started to fall apart when COVID happened. And then ultimately we decided, you know, we we could barely go out because they had the stay at home orders, and so it wasn't it, back then. It was interesting because no one was forcing you to stay home. It was just like we were kind of doing it because we we're like, okay, what else do we do? And we didn't know. We well, there was nowhere to go. Yeah, yeah, everything was closed down. Yeah, and so we would just sit around. But we had a backyard. We had a fire pit. You would make fires and we'd hang and out. A big skate park. I remember it seeing that. I remember seeing big. that the first time. I was like, what? It, it wasn't. It wasn't super big. It was like it was like fifteen feet by sixty feet or something like that. I guess that's no, not sixty feet. Actually, yeah, maybe it. No, maybe it was fifty feet. I think it was fifty feet. So it was like a big concrete platform. So we we were able to exercise. We were able to barbecue and have fires. But ultimately, I was like, dude, this stuff's getting worse. You know, uh, like we need to get out of here. And so we decided to move out here. Now it's expanding. Chicago, D.C., uh, um, Boston. They they are absolutely going to go national with the mandates. It is going to affect every, I, I don't, I don't see the red states escaping this. But at the very least, you know, in West Virginia, we are so far removed from everything that I really don't see enforcement as being possible. Right. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right. And it comes down to the county sheriff, ultimately. Right. Is the county sheriff going to enforce these things? And one thing that I remember when uh, the Virginia governor was making noise that they were going to try to pass legislation that was going to really curtail Second Amendment rights. 
a bunch of county sheriffs got together and were yep. like, we will not enforce this. Come at us. And at the same time, uh, the West Virginia legislature, or at least one of the legislators there, was like, hey, all you counties in Virginia, if you don't want to do that, come on over here to West Virginia. Yep. And people that. act like it's such a crazy thing. But um, hello, why does West Virginia exist in the first place? Because the Civil War happened. Well, I know, but they but they had different political ideas and they split up. Yep. Like this is not an this is not an insane idea to have the states uh, disassemble and reassemble in some capacity. Yo, it's a uh, it's a meme, but uh, I think Civil War is inevitable. I absolutely do. Because in Boston and Chicago, yeah. I, I know people in Chicago because I I'm, that's dumb from there, and a bunch of the people I know have been posting on things on Facebook like I'm scared, mm. they're gonna force me to do this. Yeah, it's crazy to hear from people I know being like, "What do I do? I'm gonna lose my job. What do I do? They're gonna make me do this." And it's just like you have to leave, you have to leave. Y'all voted for this. That's the funniest thing. Some of these people are Biden voters, yeah. Democrat voters. Yeah. And with a smile on their face, they went in there and they rubber stamped Democrat. Now they're going, why is this happening to me? Because oh, you voted why. for it. Because right. uh, the people who voted for Ron DeSantis, I think they're pretty happy with their choice. <laughs> Dude, hair margin, though. Man, right. remember, yep. he barely beat Gillum. Barely beat him. Imagine the difference in the national conversation, too. If Gillum had won and DeSantis wasn't a voice. And then Gillum was found naked, drugged out. Passed out at a yeah. gay like a gay orgy or something like that. And, and and it's crazy that you have Navy veterans. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Well, well <laughs> you, you just think about the kind of person you, you, you have to choose from in terms of leadership. All right. An irresponsible, you know, partier or a Navy veteran. And people almost went for the guy who was not a leader. Mm-hmm. Look, I got no issue with people wanting to have gay orgies and, and do drugs. I, I'm, I'm very libertarian. I'm like, this is, this is what makes America great. You go off and you do your thing. And as long as you're not hurting other people, just, you know, leave kids out of it, leave us out of it. And you do your thing and you'd be happy. But when it comes to leadership, I think we need somebody with leadership experience. Yes. And this state almost went for Gillum instead of DeSantis. Now, there's a lot of things about De- from DeSantis. You know, I don't, I don't agree with everything DeSantis does. He's been criticized over free speech issues. But I would take the military veteran over the, you know, drug abusing partier guy. Don't you think though, if it comes down at a federal level that Gillum, or not Gillum, um, DeSantis, he'll resist Tennessee governor, they'll resist West Virginia, they'll resist a, a federal. I mean, look, we already have in practice today across the country states actively resisting federal law. That's why I'm saying civil war because look, look. But 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 marijuana hasn't caused a civil war. This is different, dude. Mar 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 the concept no, is the same. The no, concept no, is the same. It, There's a federal not. law and the states uh-huh. are saying no. It's that that's not the issue. I I could care less. I'm sorry. I could not care less. That's the appropriate the way, that's the correct way to say it. I could not care less if California legalized every drug in the planet and then some. Right. I don't live there. I don't care. It has nothing to do with me. But when cities start saying you must undergo a permanent and irreversible medical procedure, people flee those cities and they go to red areas. And some of these people are, you know, normies. They're not going to be voting. Some of them might vote Democrat. But what you're doing is right now in this country, what did Bill Maher say? There can't be, there can't be a civil war in this country because the Mason Dixon line would go through Nana's kitchen. Ha ha ha, says the audience. But that's because we had nothing but an ideological polarization. What the vaccine mandates are doing is creating a geographical polarization. Mm. Now you've got people like me who lived in the Philly suburbs who moved to West Virginia 
because I'm like, I will not comply or live under the boot of these despots. So I go to the place where everyone's like, we got guns, buddy. And I'm like, I would like some of those guns too, sir. Let's go. The people who live in these cities who say no to the mandates have been fleeing and they're going to red areas. So now the, the ideological polarization where you've got people in the New York area who are mixed. Now, New York City is hard left. These are the people who gleefully all line up together to get on their knees to fillet the state. <laughs> and then you have the people who are like, I ain't doing that, moving out. Right. So my, my, the, my vector on this was federal law needs to be enforced. So there will be areas of the country who resist the enforcement of the federal law. It's not, it's not the federal law, bro. It's the state laws. It's the local laws. But you think, you, mayor- think that you think that the Tennessee governor is going to be like, all right, everybody get vaxxed. Why would he do that? That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that Mayor Bill de Blasio is going to say, I'm going to take away your paycheck. Yeah. And then 20% of the city is going to say, we will leave New York City. Do it. Then you're going to have those 20% that lean conservative moving into more conservative areas. And the polarization is now geographical. Yeah, it's accelerating Then you get the June 2022 Supreme Court ruling on Roe v. Wade. Mm. The left seems to think Roe v. Wade is done for. And if that's the case, now you have hard leftist overtly progressive or communist or socialist factions in cities and red states that have become overwhelmingly red. Mm. And then you get a wedge issue. Blue states saying we are going to run, uh, you know, uh, um, abortion clinics in violation of, you know, federal law or whatever. And then you'll end up with people fighting over it. So I, have you heard my assessment on that regard? My, 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 my potentialities I've stated about this? No. So NBC News, Slate, a bunch of left journalists said that based on the oral arguments on Roe v. Wade on the Mississippi law, the Supreme Court will overturn Roe v. Wade June 2022. That's what the left believes. I don't know if it'll actually happen because who knows, many of these conservatives are going to be like, well, it's, it's settled law. But let's say they do. What does that really mean? Well, it means 12 states have trigger laws which will instantly ban abortion. Then you're going to have the midterms and it's going to get rowdy. If a red wave actually happens, Republicans will absolutely put forth a bill to federally ban abortion. They absolutely will. And they will have the votes to do it. Now, I don't know if it's definitive. I'm just saying if the Supreme Court does this, if there's a red wave, the Republicans very likely would do this. Joe Biden very likely would veto it. Then comes 2024. You now have geographically polarized regions. The cities have become overwhelmingly blue and subservient to the state. And the red states have become overwhelmingly libertarian and anti-establishment. And then you get a Donald Trump victory or a Ron DeSantis victory. And they say, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to sign the federal abortion ban. And the moment they do, like John Podesta asked of the West Coast, you will see blue states start to act overtly in defiance of federal law and seek to secede. Or maybe that's too much. Maybe modern sensibilities prevent them from doing it. I guarantee you, though, if we ever get to the point where there's a federal abortion ban, you will see blue states defy that, and then you will probably see conservative and Republican executive authority going in and shutting these things down, which results in a dramatic escalation of conflict. When you have geographical polarization plus states defying federal law to the point where it's the issue of babies, you know, an abortion, yeah. I think it's very simple. When it comes to marijuana laws, you are not going to see a conservative be like, we have to stop these dispensaries. When it comes to abortion, 
you absolutely will have conservatives being like, we have to go in and stop them from killing babies. Right. You know, there is an interesting moral argument to be had here about making a union with somebody who has a different moral framework. For example, when the union was being formed back in revolutionary times, there was a lot of people plenty up north who didn't want to be in a country with the slave states. Yep. But there was a moral argument to be had, which is if we don't form a country with the slave states, they will then form their own country. And then their country will be based on this immoral thing and it'll be left alone to prosper. And so the moral argument was actually to incorporate those slave states into the union so that over time, the idea of natural law and natural rights would be able to overcome slavery. And that led to a civil war. It led, but that, that was a process that was set in motion right. and the civil war resolved that issue and then we resolved it, right? So there is a question. And I don't, I, I don't think so. I, 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 I think it resolved slavery in the sense that that was it. And then it took a, a couple of years before we finally totally purged it. But the conflict of the civil war has never stopped. It's really interesting how it's it's probably a bit reductive to, to to frame it this way, but you know, just reading history and following the presidency and the elections, when I see like everyone's like, this is all because of Obama when Obama got elected, and then I'm like, okay, so I read about Obama, and everyone's like, Obama got elected because of Bush. This is all because of Bush. <laughs> then you go back to 2000, Gore versus Bush. Then you go back to Clinton. There is always something that, as a catalyst, leads us to this moment of polarization, and I think it's fair to say that in many ways. The Civil War never ended. But I'll, I'll give you a, a better example to understand, you know, the simplicity of this. It's not a complicated thing. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's very simple. There's this really great meme. It's not really a meme. It's kind of just like a tweet. And they say how uh, um, geographical formations from the Paleolithic era affects modern day voting practices. And what they show is that they're in this in the American South. There used to be a coastline which layered a bunch of minerals in a band across southern states. This created the most fertile farmland. That So then when this, this, the, the plantation owners moved there, they brought all their slaves to this fertile farmland. Then when slavery ended, and today, that area is overwhelmingly Democrat and always votes Democrat. So the people are pointing out how this geographical formation ultimately resulted in this band of Democrat voters in the South. So what I mean to say is, I read about the Civil War. I read about, was it 1872 or 1876, where they, where they, they decided the president by committee? I don't, I don't recall this one. So this is, um, let me see if I can pull this one up. I think it was 1872. I could be wrong. It might have been, might have been six. The 1872 election. Let's see. Um, no, maybe it was the next one. One of these elections was uh, decided by committee. And it was because there was a dispute among uh, the states as to who, which electors were real and which ones were like the legitimate ones. And this resulted in a compromise that ended the uh, um, the reconstruction Mm. Boy, that sounds awfully familiar to a memo that I heard was written and presented to Mike Pence sometime in January. It was 76. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, it was a compromise between Democrats and Republicans. The Democrats, of course, were the Southern uh, slave owners and racists. And, uh, you know, after the Civil War was over, you ended with the Union going and occupying the South in the Reconstruction era. And then this election happened and it was so contentious that there was fear the Civil War was going to break out again. And so they said, what do we do to make sure that doesn't happen? We will compromise. And so they ultimately said, okay, Democrats, I think they gave it to the Democrats, right? Let's see, who, who actually became president? Um, to, I think it was the Democrat, I'm not sure. But ultimately, they were like, this will end Reconstruction. Or I think they ended Reconstruction in, in exchange for the Republican getting it. I can't remember. Um, I was reading it before. Yeah, James Buchanan, all this stuff. So uh, anyway, 
it was it says it was the second of five presidential elections in which the person who won the most popular vote did not win the election. Yeah. Hmm. The results of the main election, uh, blah, 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 blah. Second of five person <laughs> I, didn't win the popular quality vote. content. Yeah, yeah man. That's <laughs> Wikipedia, I mean. So there we go. Electoral disputes and the compromise of 1877. So I started reading about this, and then I'm like, oh, wow, they were still fighting. Then you read about how the Democrats, you know, fought back after losing the Civil War with the Klan. Then you read about how this resulted in the civil rights, like this ultimately brought us the civil rights era and how the Democrats decided to change their strategy in other ways. And it re- history is really dependent upon which which political tribe you believe in. The Democrats will tell you that at, it's, it's at this point in the civil rights era that Democrats realized the folly of their ways and decided to help those who are minorities because that was the path towards winning. And the Republicans adopted the Southern strategy and decided to start working with the racists. And uh, I don't believe that's true. I don't either. The other, the other issue, the other idea, which is a bit more conspiratorial, is that Democrat politicians realized the path towards suppressing minorities and re- maintaining their racism was to control these groups, and thus they felt that that was, you know, their path forward. I mean, Matt Stoller, we've talked about Matt before. Yeah. Uh, he wrote an amazing book where he outlined, uh, I believe the guy's name was Fred Dutton. I could be wrong on that. Uh, where he was a democratic strategist in the sixties and he wanted to capture the vote of, uh, minorities and homosexuals and independent women and feminist women mm-hmm. because he believed that that was the way to gain power and they wanted to become anti white male. And that was the turn that happened in the sixties and the seventies. And we still see that play out today. I mean, the stats yeah, are that, really freaking which, clear. Who, who was that? Um, they ran against who, who was that? It was the landslide. It wasn't, um, it wasn't. It was, it was who ran against Nixon. Goldwater. No, no, who, who, who? No, no, Reagan Mondale. I think right? Reagan Mondale. Yeah. yeah, Mondale was the guy who was like, "I'm going to form a coalition of of the minorities and the women and the downtrodden." Hmm. And then he got like obliterated. <laughs> he did in the election. Here's what people need to understand about these elections. So this wasn't uh, 1980. This was 1984, right? I think so. So here's what people Check. really don't get about what a 49 state uh, uh, landslide is. 1984 election. Come on. Was it Minnesota? I think. It was one. Look at all these. Yeah. Wikipedia's got everybody. Uh, was it? Where's United States? Come on, Wikipedia. There we go. United Why States. Why is this so different? Uni- presidential there election. There yeah. we go. Yep. Minnesota. Yep. It was yeah. Walter Mondale and Reagan. And you know what people don't realize? First, when I say 49 state landslide, you what, what do people imagine? They imagine. Out of 100 million people, 90 million people voted one one direction, and everyone's cheering and celebrating and saying, this no. is the guy we wanted. We all in agreement this country is unified. Yeah, it wasn't no. like that, was it? No. It wasn't like that at all. No. And so younger people don't get this. Ronald Reagan got 54 million votes to Walter Mondale's 37 million. Right. It was 58% to 40%. So decisive, when, when, absolutely yeah. decisive in the era where we're used to things being 48 to 48 and decided by 77,000 oh, votes look, and whatnot. This is nearly half the almost half the country opposing Ronald Reagan but 49 states granting their electoral votes abolish the electoral college that's right yeah. <laughs> well i mean this is why yeah. because these 49 state landslides tend to favor republicans this is one of the this is you're making a face like it's not true. No, I, I, I think statistically speaking, it could favor either party, but historically but speaking, right. It's been Nixon. It's been Reagan. Right. Interesting. I think, was it Nixon? Was, was, weren't there three Fortnite state landslides? Look, in we are a union oh, of states. Yeah. I believe in that. It, I, the question, this comes up every election, right? It's like, but the question we need to ask ourselves is like, how would you induce states into a union today? You have to give them power. Yeah. 
This is about keeping the union together. And this is what people don't understand about being hardcore ideological, even on a moral level, versus statesmanship and prudence. How are you going to actually get something done? And is it okay to make compromises on certain values here and there in order to have your primary values or the one that's most important to you have success? Statesmanship is an entirely different thing than being an ideologue. And statesmanship requires prudence. And prudence is difficult. Prudence, by its very definition, is about making tough decisions between two competing interests that you have. And that's what people are facing all across the country right now when it comes to, do I comply with this max mandate? Do I have my kid take the vax? If he doesn't take the vax, then he can't go to school. If he doesn't get educated, then he can't get a job. If he doesn't get a job, et cetera, et cetera. Or do I stand up for this? I mean, this is why prudence... Is such a difficult thing to teach. It's a difficult thing to experience. Statesmanship is way different than just writing a book about theory and trying to say this is the way everything should be. Ibrahim Kendi, for example, is not a statesman, hmm. right? right? He's an ideologue. He's not a guy that knows how to get things done and make compromises. And they're overt about it. They admit it. Yeah. yeah. There's like, I guess there's some interview where he says, we realized that everything was indoctrination, so we decided, why don't we indoctrinate? Yeah. Like, why? I, I, I get it. I respect it. That's the funny thing, too. Like, everything, like, is indoctrination. Yes. And it's, it's funny how there's a lot of people calling for banning books in schools. I just found that really funny, the critical race theory stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know if we really want to ban the books from the schools. We want to ban the praxis of the books. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, the teachers should explain the books to kids you know the stuff where it's got people performing adult activities in them which they did have in schools yeah that that's a little different you know you know we're not talking about ideologies i don't like the idea of banning books because of their ideology but i don't like the idea of (laughs) teaching the ideology and you know what's funny is even the book burners don't even really think about that because they're like oh yeah there's this the book the marx marxist book is in the library communist manifesto das kapital that's in the library so is adam smith Right. Yeah. Nobody cares that they're both in the library. What do you, you can't have them both. If you're a book burner, you can't have both those books in the library. But the, you, but it's it's all just weapons. How do you explain obviously. to a zealot? You know what I mean. Uh, I remember uh, my my whole life. There's never been a real issue, as far as I could tell, about. I mean, there's been some peripheral issues about prayer in school, like oh, it shouldn't happen. But most people were like, okay, public schools shouldn't do that. We get it. Fine, whatever. But now you that's have a new. That's a new thing, man. That's but now we have thing. prayer in schools. They're just, they're just, they're just, you know, contemplating on whiteness, right. which, as far as I'm concerned, is no different, hmm. right? It, well, yeah. it's a really fascinating thing to to see how the woke thing is really a religion with sacrament and 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 ritual and visual representations and all these things that that echo uh, religious experiences. And what it really tells me, which is something that I have learned over these last several years, is that uh, God, man, you need it. It's there. You need it. There's a hole in us that needs to be filled, and we all yearn for some sort of understanding of the universe that makes us not feel insignificant. Uh, one of the most incredible things that I've discovered as I've been reading the Bible and praying and like trying to understand it and come to come to some level of faith is that uh, instead of like coming up with a model of the world to justify my behaviors or justify my actions or, or perceptions, there's like a ready-made model yeah, that, that unites nice. you with the universe, with creation, with living a good life, with having good outcomes. And that is actually really comforting to know that the system has been in place for a long time and it works for a lot of people. And when you come across somebody that really believes and really practices, you can feel that energy come yeah. right out of their face. It's incredible. It's true. I don't think... Everyone needs religion or needs God, 
But I think most people probably need something like they need some version of this like of this faith system. I remember I talk, I've, I've talked to a lot of people about, you know, like psychedelics and psilocybin and stuff like that. And they're like, man, people really need this stuff. And I was like, yeah, I don't think I do. Um, the, like the people say it's like it's very good. It can open your mind. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think I need that to, to consider new ideas or, or change my opinions and, and be open to exploring this. You know, maybe that's just me. I personally don't feel like I need to have any kind of guiding faith force in my life. That being said, I do believe in God. But uh, that's why you don't feel uh, any need for it, brother. Maybe. Maybe that's it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I, you know, I, I guess people who lack that are lost and scared and confused. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, because if you think about it, you're just a lump of cells on a planet in a cold, dark, infinite universe. If you really put yourself that, in that person, it, it is. But if you put yourself there for no reason and no purpose, randomly by accident, well, yeah, life's insignificant and you're facing the infinite. infinite. But that's that's purpose. That's not God. You know what I mean? You, you can believe in God and still believe that you have no purpose. Mm, I People don't lack purpose. So I, so mm, maybe purpose is a pur- better. Purpose and meaning are two different things, I guess. huh? Mm. Maybe some people find their purpose through God. And some people have nothing. And so they create purpose and ideology. You know, what's interesting is that mood follows motion. Activity is life. And the Christians say, love thy neighbor. So if you love your other neighbor and you act it and you put it into motion and you become active in this regard, it, it, you, you get filled with the love and energy that makes those questions go away. Mm-hmm. You just don't think about it because they, you're filled with good energy. It's, it's incredible. The cult members hope. That once they purge people like you and I or everyone who's watching, they will have a pure utopia world. Because uh, I'll tell you, communism can work. It can't. Scale. It's all about scale. No, no, no. no. But at, at a very, very large scale of even a billion people, communism can work. It's very simple. You just have to kill anyone oh, who opposes them. Right, exactly. And so <laughs> literally it means it doesn't work because right. you have to kill everybody. But that's why they always do it. Because when the communists gain power, they say, what's stopping us from having everyone march in lockstep like worker ants? It's these free-thinking dissidents. Yeah. Uh, my good friend Joe Norman, who is a complexity scientist and teaches people complexity science, you should check him out. Joe Norman. He's been on my podcast, Jack Murphy Live, a couple of times. What he's taught me is that everything is about scale. Everything is about scale. One idea can work at one scale, and it won't work at a different yep. scale. In yep. my family, it is communist. 
from from it's expected that I can deliver the goods and everybody else gets what they need according to their needs. And that's beautiful. And I love it. It's perfect. But as the scale gets bigger and bigger and bigger, you need a different uh, form- forming algorithm or it's, a forming it's, it's ideology. Simple, Imagine if someone was like, a car is a tool that can go from point A to point B. I need to move three, you know, 3,000 pounds of bricks and I have a car. It should work, right? Mm. It's like, no, you need a different vehicle for that process. Right. No, it's exactly right. So if, if our goal is to move resources from person to person on a small family level, yeah, it's great. You're a, you're a commune. You're a family. Someone's the boss. You know, there's varying degrees of who's in charge depending on what resources you have and everyone gets what they need. But if you want to move resources in a large-scale civilization, you need capitalism. The funny thing is the left doesn't know what the word capitalism means. And I think that's part of the indoctrination. Change definitions and you can confuse people. Right. So it's funny when you see leftists complain about communism but call it capitalism. Right. They complain about the state controlling resources and colluding with the powerful elites to dictate who gets what. And they're like, it's capitalism, man. It's like capitalism just very plainly means, and I believe capitalism came from Marx anyway, very plainly means the private trade of goods, meaning an individual can trade freely as they choose, period. We are not in a pure capitalist system, by the way. Not even close. Not yeah. at all. We're in, a, we're in a very constructed and controlled economy. Right. Well, and the government works to pick winners and losers and especially pick losers. We're feeling that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't even work if you don't do exactly what we say. This is an issue for sure. And, of course, we've evolved into like an oligarchic state. It's corporate feudalism. And you don't even really going to own anything, which is what they want. Private. It's interesting. I had a conversation with Alexander Dugan, a Russian philosopher. People call him Putin's lapdog, whatever. He and I talked about this very issue. And he said that he wants to get rid of capitalism. And I was like, well, you know, you might not have a lot of fans over here in the United States if you keep talking about getting rid of capitalism. He's like, no, no, no. I don't mean get rid of private property. I just mean get rid of what's happened today, what capitalism has turned into. Mm-hmm. And that got that got my interest a little bit. And, you know, the guy's a little crazy and he's got some seriously out there ideas and he's done some probably pretty bad things. But he was interesting to, interesting to talk to because, you know, he's an influential guy. And I can see how uh, inequality, the, uh, the uh, concentration of wealth in the hands of very few people uh, leads to, to negative outcomes. And, and, of course, we would want more people to share in the bounty that we've created. But if you believe in humanity, if you believe in individuals, then you will believe in individual outcomes and you will believe in differing outcomes. And the founders were very clear on this. Different faculties lead to different outcomes, and we need to preserve that. Let's talk about Mr. Elon Musk. Oh, my gosh. From CNBC, Elon Musk says he will pay over $11 billion in taxes this year. Did you see the Babylon Bee interview they did with him? I did. I saw a little bit of it where the guys sitting around interviewing him were so cringe, actually. They're like, "Uh, we don't even know why we're talking to you. (laughs) I was like, bro, he's there. He He agreed. You just need to ask questions with confidence. But I didn't Uh, didn't see all You guys are cool, dudes. I'm not, yeah. But, uh, they, they Elon, come struck. on the show, man. Maybe a little, yeah. Um, I tweeted at Elon once. He tweeted at me. We're friends. Now oh you're God. friends. No, I'm kidding. And together, uh, you guys I, are going to pay 12 billion in taxes this year. That's right. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm disappointed in this. I think Elon should not have done this. Why not? He did it to make a point and to try and defang, you know, people like Elizabeth Warren, which, okay, I suppose is still a good thing. Here's what, here's what I think happened. They've been saying people who are wealthy should pay taxes on their wealth, the wealth tax. So Elon Musk was like, okay, should I liquidate my stock and then pay taxes on it? And people were like, do it. He said, okay, I will. 
So he ends up giving the government $11 billion in taxes, which empowers really awful people to make a point. I suppose, I suppose. In that, in that, uh, that's in, a very expensive point. Kind of I expensive. think it's he's so worth, expensive worth, that you bro, might want to think that there's a different motive there. I, I gotta he, say. Maybe he's been waiting to liquidate those assets and this gave him a good reason to do it, yep. etc. You never know. You never know uh, when he's making tweets about crypto money. I don't think he cares about the money. You know, there's well, a certain amount of money where you don't care. But mm-hmm. he, but to him, money means Mars. Money means space. Money means advancing the universe. Just like you tell me, Tim, you know, you tell me you're not all about the money. What you're all about is building new things, creating new opportunities, starting these nonprofits, having a serious impact on the world. You're a philanthropist already. He's a philanthropist and somebody who's working towards the betterment of society, I believe. Sure, sure. So what I was going to say in, in the, in the Babylon B interview, he talks about how he came to be worth so much money and the richest person in the world. And he said he doesn't have the money. He started a company. He owns, I think, what is he own? 20% of the stock or something. And he's like, I own 20% of the stock in a company. The investors decided the company was worth $1 trillion, so my stock is worth $200 billion. I didn't do anything. I don't have any money. They've just decided that. And now you know, we get Elizabeth Warren being like, he's not paying any taxes mm. no. because she is a despicable person because you know she knows she sold out bernie sanders and they still they still you know she understands the difference between paper investment gains and actual earned income you know she knows the difference between these things did uh did the bill pass that had the clause in it that said that we were going to be taxed on unrealized capital gains i don't think so i haven't heard anymore because the bill that says that you're going to be taxed on your mileage driven that did pass yeah that did pass. There's provision in there to create a pilot program to test out the best way to tax people on their mileage driven. And the number that they were tossing around was insane. It was something like eight cents a mile. That's like 2000 bucks a year for the average person. Oh Elon basically is coming out now saying I've paid more taxes in the, than any more taxes than any other person in history. And Elizabeth mm-hmm. Warren doesn't pay taxes, <laughs> but she'll still keep lying because these people are evil. And Elon Musk <laughs> did this to make a point, but it doesn't matter, dude. There's so, a very look. interesting analysis to be made of who, where is it for the betterment of society that the government now has that 11 billion or if Elon Musk had that 11 billion? So the, the, the young Turks had on Ari the Rugged Man to capitalize. After? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. And Jenk was like looking at the camera constantly, like just trying to bait me into a drama thing. Oh my I don't, God. I don't, I don't think like he uh, knows at all hilarious. who I am or whatever. But so what I decided to do is I had so many people saying like, you don't need to prove anything, Tim. You don't need to respond to them. And I'm like, no, no, hold on. So, you know, the rugged man comes on the show and he says, my experience has never happened. I'm lying. And I'm like, I just find it really funny that like they admit and acknowledge I am mixed race. They admit and acknowledge he is a white man and that they agree with him when he laughs at someone who says I'm mixed race and I experience racism. I want that that narrative to persist. I'm yeah. glad the Young Turks made that video. God, those guys are so trashy. So I did a, I did a video with my sister, um, and I put it up at 1 p.m. on YouTube.com slash TimCastNews, 40 minutes long, where she ba- we basically talk about, you know, our childhood growing up and, you know, why, why I wanted to address the Young Turks. And I didn't do it to prove any point necessarily, like, to them. I, didn't, I don't need the Young Turks to believe me. I need you to believe me. Mm. What I mean by this is... When the Young Turks come out and they say Tim Pool lied and made all this stuff up, there will be people watching saying, yeah, I wonder if he really did lie and make that stuff up. 
and I'll say, okay, I will have my sister on and we will talk about everything we've been through as embarrassing as it is for my family and whatever people end up thinking about us because I'm telling you the truth. And I want people to then look at the Young Turks and see how they're despicable racists. And I want them to look at me and my family and say, these people are talking about the true struggles they've been through. The reason I bring that up is because when people started commenting and saying, like, you don't need to prove anything to them, they are 100% correct. I didn't do it to prove anything to the Young Turks. I did it so regular people can see it. I kind of feel like Elon might be doing some of that to sort of, like, let people know he's not that guy, you know, to use the <laughs> meme. He's, he's not the dude who's going to exploit everybody and take all this money and that he's more interested in going to space. And it just so happens he has this money. I do kind of feel like part of it, though, was to prove a point to, to, to the Democrats. And he gave the government money, which he didn't need to do. He did not need to sell billions of dollars in stock and then pay the government all this money. He could have just kept it in stock and said, I have no reason to take the money out. I mean, if he's paying $11 billion in taxes, how much did he liquidate and how much did he end up in his pocket? I mean, Yo, you got to sell a lot of stock he, to pay $11 billion in taxes. $11 billion in taxes. Well, 20%, right? 20% capital gains or is it a little bit higher? Yeah, I think it's 28 because it might be higher than that. It might be way higher than that because of uh, Biden. It might actually be like 40 or something. Some ridiculous. So he, he, netted, he netted a good bit. Yo, people need to understand what a billion dollars is. <laughs> it's a thousand millions. It's crazy. I, you would not be able to spend it. I'm not exaggerating. You would not be able to spend it. People don't get this, man. There was this thread about... Well, it depends on what you're doing, right? Because that new Tesla factory apparently is like some like 10,000 football fields <laughs> in size. I mean, I'm exaggerating, but I think it's something as insane as that, right? I don't, I don't think you'd be able to spend it. As, I don't as, a as an individual consumer. Yeah. Um, as an individual... So if you if if you as a business uh, are are seeking to build a factory that's you know a thousand football fields or whatever, yeah. there's going to be way the logistics in that is going to be way beyond one person making a purchase. Right. This is going to be a massive undertaking of different companies and different CEOs. An individual would not be able to spend that money. Elon Musk liquidating this money, he's probably shrugging, saying, "I don't know." Right. Because bro, a, a super yacht, what do those go for? Like thirty million or something. 30 million. So what? You got 970 million left. Hmm. Like, I guess you can buy a, a 10 of them, but then you got to maintain them. Like, it's just, there's a certain amount of wealth where you're sitting there confused as to what you're even doing. Well, with you it. have to hire people to figure out how to spend it. Yep. Yeah, I guess. You hire people to figure out how to manage it. You hire people to figure out how to spend it. Mm -hmm. And then you hire people to figure out how to defend it. <laughs> And then where to invest it? This is where the idea of a family office comes in. These people literally have to hire folks for what? to manage their money. For well, what? for philanthropy eventually, right? I suppose. You know, I feel like when you're at the point where Elon's at, I wonder why doesn't Elon take a billion dollars and say, who wants to start a, a media organization to go after the fake news and the liars? Well, I, I mean, isn't he? I know Peter Thiel at least has used some of his money to to his foundation, which is to, for education, which is to to produce new entrepreneurs. So you know, they're they're giving pieces back. I think maybe they have different priorities. You know, they have different priorities in terms of what their philanthropy can do and how it can affect the world. For these sure, are smart, these are smart guys making calculated decisions. There's no question about that. If I had a billion dollars, I would know exactly how to begin allocating things towards solving a lot of these problems. Mm. And so I suppose it's as simple as Elon Musk wants to go to Mars. He has, a, he has a different perspective on what the problems are, and that's something his company has to do. But my point is to be someone like Elon and know they're lying, know the media lies all the time, yeah. and to have the ability to effectively snap your fingers 
and challenge that that machine. But he can already do that with Twitter and social media. No, 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 no. He can't. Look, how much did Bezos buy the Washington Post for? A couple hundred million? Yeah, peanuts, basically. Peanuts? Well, I mean, relative to his net worth. Yeah. Elon Musk could be like, I could fund that three times over and set up three Washington Post operations that will operate indefinitely. The Guardian operates off an endowment. They just generate interest off of some all the money they have that helps fund everything. Elon Musk could literally be like, okay, here's a billion dollars towards the Babylon Bee guys. Hey, you know people who are challenging the machine. You guys make jokes about it all day. Figure it out. Maybe he doesn't see it as a problem like you do. Maybe right, it's just exactly. not on his yep. radar. Maybe, and maybe it. maybe he's being more efficient with his capital allocation. Who knows? Maybe you just can't be everything to everybody. Why am I over here carrying water for Musk? <laughs> like I don't. I have I think no he's idea. Cool dude, I like him. Yeah. I don't think he's perfect. I think he does a lot of dumb stuff. But um, I think I think he's a good dude, and I think he's he's genuine. He wants to try and he wants to be honest. That's why he's giving away all. This, he's, that's why he liquidated these assets and is paying the billions in taxes. You know what I liked about that's the fact that homes. he did the uh, the the Babylon Bee interview. He's like, oh, well, I read all your stuff. <laughs> right? It's not like he needs Great. to go on the show to sell anything or to pimp anything or whatever, you know, but he goes on the show because he's like, they, they, he, he quoted back to them their own headlines. Mm-hmm. I know. And, and, yeah, they're, and they're like, wow, the one guy was like, wow, you, you know, our content better, better than we do. <laughs> and that's just hilarious to me. It really was actually humanizing. Maybe, maybe he did it just for fun, but maybe it's the same reason that Northrop Grumman puts advertisements on Hulu just so that we all just get accustomed to thinking Northrop Grumman is a good thing because I'm not buying F-16s. I don't know about someone, you. Someone super chatted, if I had Elon's money, Gundams would be real and functional. Yeah. Do you know what a Gundam is? A Gundam? A Gundam. Is that like a gun kingdom? It's a, a gigantic <laughs> robot like oh. from an ad as an anime. Oh, okay. And they, the pilots are in gigantic mechanized, you know, oh, yeah, like giant yeah, yeah. robots. Like Voltron kind of? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, yes, I tweeted at Elon Musk, why haven't you built an Iron Man suit yet? Yeah. And he responded, building Starship. And then I said, that is an acceptable response. <laughs> that, is an that is acceptable. That is, okay. That's cool. Because my, my, my point was basically like, why aren't you going crazy? Like you have, you're you're an eccentric dude. Why aren't you just being like, Cause it work, is time. Work, work, dude, work. Work is life. Yo, and you if know, you're that you wanna, guy, you or if you're do? me, or if you're somebody else who's working nine to five, work is life. Get up, work hard, be tired. That is no, the key to success. I get it. I get it. I get it. Bro, happiness. if I had a billion dollars, you know what I would do? I would hire a prank monkey like Mr. Burns. <laughs> you ever see that Simpsons episode where he hires Homer as his prank monkey? <laughs> no, that's and then snort. <laughs> and then he like he's like you know Homer splash Lenny, and then he does, and then Mr. Burns laughs, and then Homer splashes Carl, and he goes. <gasps> Good God, man, that's Carl. And then he's like, he helps Carl to the chemical wash. You know what I would do? I'd hire a prank monkey. What, what, what would their job be? I'd be like, I want you to just culture jam. Buy billboards. Culture jam. Buy commercials. Do things that shock people out of their routine. I want someone driving down Sunset Boulevard to see like a billboard that is confusing as, as confusing can be. Just weird, disruptive, confusing stuff. Just kind of like to shake society by the shoulders and be like, this is nuts. You know what I would do if I had a billion dollars? I would buy every billboard in Times Square and say vaccine mandates are wrong. Would you know? That's an interesting uh, thing to consider. That doesn't cost that much money. Would they sell them to you, knowing that that's what you were going to say? Didn't they, they didn't Veritas have one? Did they? Yeah, they did. I think Project Veritas yeah. did they get a Times Times Square thing? Let me see. I don't if I... remember. I do remember they had a, a billboard. I don't know if it was Did a, you see the funding that they achieved for this? Fiscal? $22 million. Yeah. Bro, that is a good chunk of change. That is a Great lot of job. operatives in the field. 
Yeah, Veritas has it had a Times Square yeah. billboard. Oh snap! Yeah, COVID gangbusters with the ratings. Yep, Twitter banned us. They can't ban the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Money talks, baby. That's maybe maybe some of them wouldn't, but you could do so much. That's interesting. To change the world for the better, mm. if you had this money, and they don't do it. But you, sir, are doing it well, bit by bit with they what do, you got. They do do it. Do do. And they do do all over it. <laughs> Mackenzie Bezos put yeah, in billions yeah. of dollars into critical race theory. Right. Yeah, it's just the problem is even Jack. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's right. He funded that that academy he, or something. Jack Dorsey funded Ibrahim Kendi. Yep, yeah. to the tune of millions and millions and millions of dollars. And that we, means that means Jack Dorsey is on the wrong side. Jack Dorsey's evil. Jack Dorsey is trying to lead America off the cliff. He's trying. Well, I think what you basically have is a really dumb guy. Who's, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> who's like leading people towards their destruction he's thinking he's helping piercing. them. Oh. You know. Yeah. Um I don't I don't mean like I I guess I I guess that's a Come little on. bit too blunt. Dumb guy. Come on. Ignorant. Ignorant. There Ignorant. you go. Big difference. That's what I was saying. A little a little Big too difference. lowbrow, a little too blunt. Right. Um I I think in a lot of ways he's he's, he's a smart dude. You know, he's started Twitter and he started a, a Square and they're very successful. Square is one of the most successful um um you know, financial processing companies. Yeah. But um to be as blind and ignorant in politics and to fund this evil, like, come on, you know, dumb might be a little blunt, but it's a little emotional, too. Yeah. Where's where's Peter Thiel and Elon Musk doing the inverse? Elon Musk goes in the Babylon Bee. Okay, Elon, dude, give the Babylon Bee guys like 100 million bucks. I think I think Peter does a lot of stuff behind the scenes. Sure. Uh, you know, I think so. he funds things. He pushes agendas. He's got he I think he's more savvy in this regard. Uh, than than Elon than uh, than Jack for sure, but you know the, Elon we, Elon Musk give the Babylon Bee a hundred million dollars. But, but look, but look, but look, we're we're suffering from the same problem that a lot of people have, which is like, why won't that guy do something? The thing is, is that you're already doing something. I'm, so doing I'm, I'm not diminishing. I just what don't you're have doing. a million dollars. I'm doing what I can do. Everybody needs to do what they can do. They yes. have to do their little part. They have to do their medium part. They have to do their big part. And we can't just sit around and be like, well, why doesn't the trillionaire do it? And, and and that's not you and that's not me and that's not the people that we know. But I just, you know, I think it's very easy for people to take the position of like, well, why isn't he doing it? When is the savior going to come? When is the daddy figure going to come fix everything for us? You have to, as I Ronald Reagan said, all meaningful change, positive change in America starts at the dining room table. I get it. And that's where we have to start. I, I, I agree. But what I mean is, so we're certainly doing stuff. We've got two foundations We've got the Technology Foundation, which is the On Foundation, which is building tech. We've got an alpha that's in production, which will create a decentralized social media system. It will effectively effectively give everyone a snap of a finger subscription website that interlinks with other websites, so you'll never be banned. That you, you go on Patreon, you can get banned. You go on Locals, you can get banned. You go on any one of these platforms, you can get banned. <laughs> if you own the space, if you own the, the, the domains and own all that, they have to ban you one at a time. The domain host has to remove your domain. The server company has to kick you off the servers. You know, all of those things have to have your cloud, you know, uh, storage. If you have all of these decentralized, it's harder to remove you. And you can even own the servers in your own home. That's the one thing we're doing. We also have the Truth and Media Foundation, which is going to be a fact-checking website. And we are going to fact-check all of these deceptive and manipulative news articles. They say, oh, we're trying to stop misinformation. We're like, well, we're going to do that. We're actually going to do it. And it's and, and we're going to track and we're going to we're going to label these companies. That's something that I can do, and it's not easy to do. It's been very expensive. 
filing all this stuff, dedicating all the hours to doing the paperwork, to running two different nonprofits. Massive. And I don't have a billion dollars. No. That's what, this is what I'm saying. As this company grows and more and more people become members at (laughs) timcast.com and support our work, that, those funds are being allocated towards expanding the work we do. So like, what's, what, what's the expense that we have? Like we, we, we have all these members. We're making money. I'm building a, a production facility in West Virginia. That's going to do multiple things. One of the reasons why I want to do West Virginia, freedom. One of the other reasons I want to do West Virginia, I want to bring good jobs to the area. I want to help people in the area. I want to improve the economy. And West Virginia is one of the poorest states in the country. So I thought this is an excellent opportunity mm-hmm. because you've got good land. You've got good people. You've got freedom. We've got people who share values and we can empower this in more ways than just having a news company. One of the ways to empower our ideals is to make sure there are good jobs and a good economy for the people who agree with us on our ideals. So for every dollar I put in to this area, that dollar goes to a contractor who, you know, who, yeah. who lays concrete. He spends that dollar at the local burger shop for lunch. The burger shop then gets to hire a contractor to fix their building. All of that stays and circulates in that economy. And I want to bring that economy out here. That's awesome, Tim. I remember on our very first time when I was the first guest on the show back in February 2020, I brought up my dream of having a building, a village, 80 acres with a river, with a canal through it. That's all you need. You could put tens of thousands of people there. And, uh, dude, kudos to you for like really pushing that ball forward. We've been looking at land in West Virginia and Southwestern Virginia and, uh, trying to move things forward. My time, my timeline is, is a little slower than yours because of my kids and proximity and all that. But there's, there's a nice work, bro. There's, there's like a hundred acres for, you know, like 300 grand. Yeah. It's, I'm not, I'm not going to pretend like for the average person, they can just snap their fingers and do it, but. Mm. If if you can get the loan, to, you know to mortgage yeah. the property. My, my issue, my issue isn't like the act of acquiring the land. It's like, is it time for me to start tilling the land? Right? Because uh, I've, I've got young kids and we've got kids in school, and I'm tied to the area, and I want to be with them. And I'm hugely invested in their lives and being there every single day. It's just not time for me to move to West Virginia and start tilling the land in every which way, in the info way, and in in building things and such. But it, but it is where I want to be. And my background's in real estate development too, so like it's just like right in my wheelhouse. And so I can't so wait. to kind of put a bow on what we were talking about, my my main point is. Put we we do not have the level of resources anywhere near 99% of even other media companies. Like, you, you know, uh, you, you look at some of these traditional media outlets, Fox News, they, they have a skyscraper. <laughs> they have all of this money. You know, what are they really doing? They just rolled out a VAX mandate for, for all of their employees. And that. people are like, but New York's making them do it. Oh, BS. Fox News could say, screw off. We got more lawyers than you do. Come at us. And the city would be like, Ugh, are we going to go to war with Fox? Fox doesn't care. Fox bends the knee. So when, I, when, I, when I'm pushing the limit as hard as possible, you know what I could be doing and what everyone tells me I should be doing? When we have money come in and profits, they're like, you got to put it away. You got to hire a money manager. Invest for your future, Tim. Invest for your future because you're not going to work forever. And I'm like, I want to invest in things that are going to have a longstanding impact for everyone. So, you know, when we build this building and this facility, I'll say the improvements we do on it for actually this building, for instance, that we, you know, we have a loan on it. Of course, the improvements we've done on it have made it less likely to be sold. Yeah, of course you put an escape park in the basement. Well, we want to, we want to be exciting. We want to inspire young people. We want to make it a fun, cool place to be. We want everything we do to be. Right. That's a loss. That's a loss for you. Right. Like, so for example, Jack brunch, 
I have made money. Now, I want to. I wanted a skate park, bro. I got right. it. You know I what know. I mean? I like mm-hmm. on Jack Brunch. I made one. I made money off of one because we had a, a sponsor, a platinum sponsor. Every other single Jack Brunch. No, the fact, even though we had 80, 90 people at each one, they're all losses for me. Yeah. Because I wanted to deliver more than I was willing to ask from people. I'm talking thousands and thousands of dollars we lost because we put out these massive spreads, bottomless drinks. I mean, man, we just wanted to make the thing happen. Right. And so I understand this like sense to give back. And in fact, we all should be giving back. Charity is a value we should be doing. And if it doesn't hurt, it's not enough. Well, it's, it's, I want to plant trees. That's yeah. it. But, and that's, yeah, I'm, that's I, what the tour was about. No, 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 check it out. You yeah. know, the saying goes, society grows great when, you know, men plant trees whose shade they know they will never sit beneath. Indeed. A person plants trees. That's yeah. right. No, only that's men. Right. Only, only men. Only men can plant trees. Yeah. Um, but this building that we're putting together <laughs> Sorry, is going lids. to be fun for us. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have a good time there. Yeah. We're, we, one of the reasons we want to do this is because we want to be in West Virginia. We, like I said, you know, building an economy and expanding, but also creating a, 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 an easy way to invite people out. We wanted to do it here. We were like in March, hey, we're going to have events here. We couldn't do it. We, we, we tried and we tried and we tried. And it was just like your risk assessment is 89%. And we were getting denied insurance and all this stuff. <laughs> With the new building, we don't have to worry about any of that. Gotcha. And so this is like, okay, we're going to once a week, we're going to have like a reservation list where you can choose, you know, as a member, you can come out and, and come hang out at the studio and be involved and get to meet everybody. And it's going to be this big building. It's going to be amazing. 25-foot walls, 36-foot ceiling. You're going to be hanging out with a big projector screen. You're going to be able to see us in the studio through the big glass window. We are building this stuff because we want to inspire people and make sure our ideas are, you know, the seed is planted and they flourish. It's not so much about just giving back. It's about we get to enjoy what we do and the fruits of our labor, but we're going to leave something behind for everyone else too. That's that's one of the reasons I think West Virginia is so important. If I were to set this business up in New Jersey and then 50 years from now I'm dead or whatever, who in New Jersey would inherit that and what would they do with it? They'd become like Fox News. <laughs> they would be like, we are challenging the the establishment. What was that establishment you want us to implement a vax mandate? You got it, boss. Now right. in West Virginia, for at least the time being, people right. are going to be like, get away from us, freedom. Right. West Virginia, beautiful country. I'm headed there in just a couple of weeks for the mm-hmm. holidays. Love it. Love it. West good, Virginia, man. Yeah, good for you, Tim. It's better weather than, look, everybody's moving to Florida or Texas. And I'm like, man, but the weather. Florida, Texas, Yo. and Tennessee. That's what I keep hearing. Guys in the LO have been flocking to Tennessee. Moving Tennessee's from, all right. From, things, from, yeah. from New York, from Portland, from all over the country to Tennessee. It's beautiful, man. But I got I to gotta tell you, man, um, I think Florida and Texas, I just think it's a mistake. They're overdeveloped. We looked at, I was thinking about getting a small property in Texas and creating an Austin hub because there's so much activity going on with people moving there. And I looked at all the buildings and I looked at the cities and I was like, this is not a good idea. It's not. It's just another hipster location. It would be like moving to Williamsburg in 2011. That's exactly right. And that's the vibe I got. No offense, Nashville. No offense, Austin. But that was the, that was the vibe I got. And they're on, they're on a path to not being what want made made me want to go there in the first place but one of the things i was most struck by in tennessee was going to like the state capitol and going to monuments and stuff and i live in dc a federal district with like pretty limited history go to a state like tennessee and you're at this capitol and you're at the the monuments and you're like all these people they went and they died in these wars and all their pride that they have and like man that was actually really uh intriguing and sort of romantic for me i can't wait to get out of dc man Mm -hmm. i can't wait yeah. I think about West Virginia and this big empty property 
And I'm like, you know, I talk about how the, 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 the colonists come to North America and they, they land on a barren shore and they're like, all right, you know, 20% of the people on this boat have died already from the trip. Now we're all going to start building on the shoreline and another 20% of you are going to die. And they basically come across undeveloped space. I'm like, we got to build houses. We got to start farming. We got to figure out how to survive. And they did it. So yeah. I'm like, man, for the past several years, I've been thinking, I don't want to go to a developed hub like Miami just because everyone's there. I'm like, that's easy. I don't want to go to Florida because they, they have been, you know, passing the right laws and everything and go to, go to a place that someone else has done the hard work to make great. I want to go to somewhere where I have the freedom to make something great. Truth Miami. be told, it is better laws in West Virginia because yeah. people were voting for good, for better laws. Yeah. But there are a lot of people who need industry there. Some of the poorest people in the country live in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. It does, we, we're it gonna, does we're have gonna, its we're problems. Gonna, we're going to change this. In 50 years, there is going to be an economic powerhouse out of West Virginia, and they're going to have very libertarian values. And they're, imagine this. The might of the New York Times, headquartered in rural West Virginia. Huh. All of a sudden, because this is what people need to understand. Just dream big, Timmy. Oh, I'm not even done dreaming. Okay. The, the reason why the media is overwhelmingly left is because they put all the headquarters in big cities, which are Democrat run. Yep. The only people who can get jobs there are wealthy, Demo- are wealthy Democrat children whose parents subsidize them to live in places like New York City. Indeed. Then you end up with 97% of all media coming from, from leftist you know, activists and, 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 and worldview. Oligarch's going to oligarch. But what happens when you get a giant skyscraper for some reason in rural West Virginia surrounded by nothing? <laughs> And the people who work there are all like regular. These are people with backgrounds in blue collar jobs and tradesmen. And they have kids who can afford to live in the area, who grew up working on a farm, who started, you know, learning how to write or report or do videos. And then they come and work at a media organization. People are going to call you a gentrifier to me. They can call me whatever I want. That's a that, that's a CRT uh, leftist propaganda. I don't care about that. The people who live there are going to be like, look, the, the people will attract for these jobs who live in the area are going to be like, I worked with my hands. I know what a hard day's work really means. And then they're going to be, th- those values will be f- coming out of that broadcast tower. I don't really think we'll build a skyscraper because I think skyscrapers <laughs> are impractical. But we're going to, we were talking about finding an old, like decaying city and just buying up property and, and renovating and then expanding. Totally. And you should do that also in a place where then you can also run people for uh, county executive board and sheriff and have your own police and legislature and school system. I mean, yeah, I, I'm not I'm not a big fan of politics, but I recognize if we don't do that, bad people will come in. I have spent time researching counties that have a small enough population where I feel like we could bring enough people to move in there to take over the, the sheriff's office and the school system uh, in order to ensure uh, that our values and our beliefs are propagated. And, you know, uh, it was it um, I was going to say wild, wild country. Is that what it is? A documentary about the, the I want to cult is a loose word, but oh, where, yeah, where they, yeah. they, they, they did this. Wild, wild West Virginia wild, or something? No, no, that's, no? that was separate. Oh. White and Wild is a different documentary oh. about West Virginia. No, this was a, a, about a cult leader, an Indian guy, mm-hmm. uh, and they bought up all this property in some area and then they tried to take over the, the council, the local board and all the real estate there. Caused quite quite a hubbub from the locals for sure but you know that is that that's representation representational government if you own the land and you live there and your people live there and you vote for the thing that's the way it's supposed to be so do it man yeah we're doing it i know you are it's great sign let's, up at timcast.com let's, let's, let's yeah. just do one more segment before we go to super chats on the oh, matrix yeah. oh. so uh the matrix came out today mm. and i watched it maybe i need to get another drink and it was conservative <laughs> propaganda i was triggered 
I was, I was. Where did you did you go to a theater? No, I just watched it on HBO Max. Oh, I got you. It was conservative propaganda. What? I was triggered. What? And I was screaming. Were but you? I was at a, I was at an impasse. I'm sorry, I didn't know who to complain to to get it banned. <laughs> <laughs> so um, no, but in all seriousness, I'm only half kidding. I don't want to spoil the movie for people who want to see it. But a, a, a large component of the film, I believe, maybe it was unintentional, but it kind of casts the left as like bad. How? I'd have to spoil the film to explain oh, it. Oh man. Yep. How are we going to review this? It uh, an element of the film ex- expresses leftist ideas from the villain's perspective, mm. and in the end, in the end of the film, they outright tell regular people to like take the red pill. What? Like no joke. And a core element of the film is the power of a traditional family. Beautiful. Not kidding. That's insane. Absolutely not kidding. And and did anybody? I'm going to say one one thing. Yeah. That will spoil. That may spoil some of the film. Spoiler alert. So you have been warned. You have been warned. I'm saying it one more time. I am going to say an element of the film, which I believe will spoil a part of the film. I'm not going to give you a plot point. I'm not going to explain what Neo does or why he's doing what he does. But I will just say this. Okay. Now that you've been warned sufficiently. A core element of the film is that there, there, in order to, in order for humanity to exist, there needs to be a matriarch and a patriarch. There needs oh. to be a man and a woman working together. Wait. I thought men and women were exactly the same, dude. Not in this film. I thought that actually you could change from being a man into a woman. Isn't that isn't that what the Matrix was really about? Based Initially, on, ba- you really think that that was what it was about originally? Come on. I mean, like the the guys that the character made, switch in the film, yeah, was actually in the film, right? You know, the character switch was right. Sure, a trans person. I understand that, but the the creators they're trans. Yes. Yes. Uh, and, but wasn't it sort of backward mapped onto the matrix later that the, the real intent behind the movie was to like extol trans virtues? I wouldn't know. Uh, so here, here's what they say about that. In the, uh, the first word that I think appears in the film is trans. It says trans system operator or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah. And then there's, um, it says system failure and you go between M and F. The, the film zooms in between MF. Do you think there's continuity from the very first one to this one all out planned? Like, for example, no, Lost. Absolutely. You remember the series Lost? I didn't watch Lost. Oh, yeah, so, fantastic. Here, here, here's I just thing. wonder if they planned it all out from the beginning. The, the estrogen pills in the 90s were red pills. <gasps> really? And so apparently they were saying take the red pill was... Take like, the estrogen pill. Take the estrogen pill. Like, you hear that manosphere? You hear that manosphere? <laughs> y'all been y'all been eating y'all estrogen eat pills estrogen. this entire oh time. Oh my goodness! Holy cow! I knew there was something up with That's those guys. Hilarious. So this is from uh, a year ago. This is from <laughs> the August. red pill died. Oh, <laughs> it says, "Look, look, 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 look." The man. Newsweek. The Matrix creator explains what the red pill really is, and men's rights activists aren't going to be happy. Aww. And they they go on and explain. There's, there's a picture of it, I think, somewhere. Okay, there's not. They're talking about in the uh, uh, in the nineties, the 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 pill they would take to transition was a red pill. Let me see if I can find a that is image of absolutely it. hilarious. That's really funny. Sweet justice. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> Primarin. Oh yeah, Primarin. Oh is that yeah, gosh. estrogen? It's red pills. Yeah. Imagine if you built your whole brand about Brown being red pilled, and it turns out that it actually meant eating estrogen. Wow. No yeah. wonder you're a B. Now I don't know, if, like, so, so some of these things can just be coincidences, and they and, and they did they they you know they oh, back attached it or whatever. That's hilarious. But uh, that's what they say. I'll tell you this: um, is the zoom in between the M and the F thing? Is that is that real? It's real. Yeah. 
Man, that, that's it's a, that's it's a just system, continuity. System failure. And there's an M at the end of system and an F, and you and it zooms in past them. And the first word in the film, it says trans system operator that's or something like funny. that. That could I, I Honestly, when I saw that, I was like, what does that mean, trans system operator? Like, what is it? I think it's trans system operator. I'm not entirely sure. But I, we watched it again like a couple weeks ago. We watched all three Matrix movies because like the new movie's coming out. We were going to watch good. it. They're good. The first one's real good. The character Switch in the first Matrix, you know the character Switch, yeah. is was supposed to be a person who goes in the matrix and their residual self image was female. And then in the real world, they were male or something. And according to the story, the studio thought it was too, you know, weird for regular people. They wouldn't, they wouldn't like it. Uh, I actually think that's a, that's a good idea for a film. Like if, if the idea of the matrix is you have an identity and when you go in, you become an identity. The only issue is I think people should turn into giraffes too. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Right. Like furries would turn into Bugs Bunny and stuff like that. <laughs> but but that's an interesting concept for a matrix because we're going to see that with the metaverse. But I, I'll say this. Well, you've already seen it in Fortnite. There's, there's, oh, yeah. there's little boys acting as with, with female characters. And nobody actually well, even – every game though. I know, but nobody nobody even blinks an eye of that. So right. why in the exactly. metaverse would it be any different? Why would, why would you blink an eye? Here's the thing about the Matrix Resurrections. I don't think it has anything to do with the Matrix at all. Mm. Like the themes of the original Matrix do not translate into this movie. I'm like, it's an entirely different movie. They just call it Matrix, I guess. Oh, I see. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, uh, I'll say a few things. The film is, uh, hates itself. Not exaggerating. Mm. They self-reference themselves how much they hate, hate making this. What the heck? No, no joke. Like in the movie, they basically say, this is garbage. We don't want to do it. We don't want to make this. Were they contractually obligated? Um, I'm going to, I'm going to go further into spoilers now for some of you guys. So now I'll get into some direct, uh, a direct spoiler. Uh, it's not a plot point. It's just, uh, uh, it, it's part of the early part. Of, it's, it's part of the early movie. I think the first half an hour of the movie was intended to insult and deride Warner Brothers. And then the movie starts. Gotcha. So uh, I'll explain. In the film, spoiler warning again, because I really, really want to make, because I'm going to actually give a hard spoiler. Uh, Neo is a game developer. He made a game called The Matrix. And he's sitting down with his business partner, and his business partner goes, our parent company, Warner Brothers, has insisted we do a sequel. Oh my. None of us want to do it, but they said, if we don't do it, they'll do it without us. Oh, man. So they were basically looking into the camera. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Saying it outright. And so the, the in the movie, it's that they made a video game called The Matrix. <clears throat> the Warner Brothers wants a new Matrix game, and they don't want to make it, but they have no choice. Because either they do it, or it gets remade like trash. So they said, fine, we'll be involved. And that's the stu- – I'm watching the movie, I'm like, this is so dumb. The first half an hour is literally them being like, they made us do it. We don't like it. Don't be mad at us. That's it's kind of Seinfeldy. <laughs> there is literally a scripted line that says, our parent company, Warner Brothers, expects a sequel. That's literally in the film. Gotcha. And then there's it's in the trailer, actually. Not that part, but it's where the guy goes, to be going back to what all began, back to the Matrix. You've seen that in the trailer? Yeah. That's when he's like, they're making us redo this and we don't want to. But the film, uh, I gotta say, like, the left will probably never admit it. But I don't know how else you explain it. That the movie is literally, now that we're in spoiler mode, it's literally, uh, uh, they're like, Neo and Trinity as a man and a woman, and the yearning they have for each other is what stabilizes the Matrix. 
And without them as the patriarch and the matriarch, the new matrix will collapse. Mm. That's the plot. So get out there and get married, guys. Yeah. That's, yeah. The, that's the answer. Yep. And guess what happens at the end? Because I'm going to give you the big spoiler Oh, now. boy. Here we go. Oh, boy. Neo, so Neo <laughs> isn't just the one. Trinity also is. The oh. one is the two of them together. Like yin and yang. The, so in the original film, Neo is the, 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 the patriarch who fights and saves everybody. And, and Trinity is just the damsel in distress. In this one, they both have superpowers. I, I, I was shocked by this. The villain at the end says to them, we, w- we will never give up because people don't want to be free. They don't want the truth. They don't want to be empowered. They want to embrace their feelings over facts. And then Neo and Trinity are like, we're going to change this world. We're not here to negotiate. And I was just like, what? Like, it, it doesn't sound like leftists. It sounds like they're conservatives. Right. Uh, fostering uh, human connection, the difference between men and women, the fact that they need to come together. They make fun of binary over and over and over again. Like, really? But, so, then, but, but like, hmm. it, it's, 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 it's weird because they don't they, – they, they make fun of, like, the leftist concept of it. I, I, it's it's it, like they acknowledge it. It's a real thing. I'm going to have to watch. Here's what I think. I showed my kids this movie. They did not understand the first one. But hold on, hold on. Here's what I think. Lena Wachowski, trans woman, made this film, but older trans woman. Younger younger trans people are the gender non-binary people. Oh, you mean like Camille Paglia style trans? Yeah. Like she's a trans woman. She's trans. but she's a lesbian. No, she said specifically, I am trans. Camille Paglia, yes, you sure? Fat, hundred percent, hundred percent. But she's the most based philosopher of all time. Love her to death. She's great. Yeah, she's trans and so you look at like um, contrapoints. I think I think talked about this before that older trans people believe men and women are the binary, and that that's why they're trans. They that's why they transition. But younger trans people say it's there's a million identities. You can be whatever from whatever part of the spectrum. I wonder if. That's really, you know, like Lena Wachowski is like an, an old school trans. Yeah, who's like, there is a binary and, and, and they acknowledge that and that's important to them. And stuff trans like that. exclusive radical trans. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> trans exclusionary it. radical trans women. I love it. All right, we're going to go to super chats. Is it time? Is it time for super chats? Uh, it is super time for chats. super chats. So Hold smash on. that like Hold button. Hold on. Let me call my boy Matt real quick. Oh, snap. Oh, Subscribe oh, to the into. channel. Uh, like the li- like the like button. Smash the like button. Go to TimCast.com. Become a member. We're not going to have a members-only segment today because um, we're going to be getting it's ready. I got a pack. Fake Friday. We're going, uh, this yeah, is like a half Friday. day at school because yeah. it's Christmas vacation. Yes. Yeah, but I do want to say, like, so the Super Chats have been absolutely inundated with people who are not, who don't like you. Yeah, I imagine and, so. Uh, and a lot of people are saying things like, you know, uh, you know, you shouldn't have yelled at Sydney and all that stuff. And so we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that right now. But I do want to say one thing, too. Because a lot of people who are saying things like, I can't believe I believed in Jack or whatever, and Jack's a fraud. And I'm just like, guys, we're going to address all those issues. But if, you, if if your complaint is about an article that Jack wrote seven years ago, and you're now saying that like you no longer like him because of something he did in the past, I don't care if it's a leftist who does it. I don't care if it's a right winger who does it. If someone did something in the past and they're like... Yeah, I don't, I don't think those things anymore, or I never, or I didn't, I don't like that I did that. I'm like, okay, forgiveness granted. Thank you for joining us in the fight for freedom. Yes. If we're going to excise our own allies because of things they did in the past, well, you might as well be, you know, in the, in cancel culture mode or whatever. Not that, I mean, some people should deserve to be canceled and some people should have to answer for what they did and all that stuff. 
But uh, I mean, should we just? Do you want to outright mention the "you are here" thing or whatever? Oh well, just on just on that that one point, like wh- why was it so jarring for people to read that article about me? Because I don't ever talk about it. Mm. Because I don't ever push those ideas. Because it's yeah. not a part of my life. Right? It was something that I wrote. Uh, when I had like a hundred Twitter followers and I was using a fake name. Jack Murphy is not my real name, everybody. Spoiler alert. My real name is John Murphy Goldman. My grandfather's name was John Murphy. Everybody called him Jack. So I picked Jack Murphy as a pseudonym and I wrote an article about like one element of my sex life all those years ago that was meant to be seen by basically nobody. Mm. And I deleted it like a few months later. And now for years, people have been digging through my internet trash to like bring it up and to wave it in my face. And the only reason people are waving it in my face is because we're having a good impact on society. We're like doing good. We're spreading good out there. And if it felt jarring to you to read this one thing, well, yeah, that's because I don't talk about it and it's not something I'm pushing and it's yeah. not something I advocate. After I got divorced, Dude. we just had, <clears throat> we, we, we had fun, man. We did a lot of kinky and crazy things and I don't what? write about it and I don't talk about it anymore. Joey Salads hired black men to vandalize a car with yep. Trump stickers in it. He staged the whole thing, and I forgave him and had him on the show several times. Yeah, well, I didn't do anything that stupid. I was just, <laughs> having, I was just having fun that's with, my, that's my point, with a girl that I just started dating. We were just going out and having a good time, and I wrote about it anonymously. Then I deleted it, and now I have gone through a whole ye- many years of growth and transformation and reading and studying, and everything well, that I have said before up to this point is 100% but, accurate. What? But people Don't interrupt mad, me. Well, people are mad at you for yelling at I, 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 Oh, they're like, oh, we can talk about that. Yeah, yeah for sure. I, I think they're using – a lot of people don't like the article. A lot of people are using that because they're mad at you, but I no. think the anger comes from you yelling at Sydney. Right. So here's what happened with Sydney. So I'm sitting on the show and we're talking and they're joking about reading super chats where people are building like gas chambers and she's reading out loud like, how did I build this gas chamber that didn't kill all the Jews that I was supposed to kill? Right. It's like insane. The, the super chats that she reads. And so I'm telling her this whole time. I'm like, hey, you might want to read all the super chats before you read them out loud. Right. A little bit of a warning. And then uh, she asked me the question about the article and I answered it politely. I deflected. I was like, that's not me. It's uh, 180 degrees from whatever that article says. And uh, I'd really rather not talk about it anymore. And then a couple minutes later, she literally asked me the same question all over again. And I, I cursed at her. I shouldn't have cursed at her. And I apologized, Sydney. I apologized to her that day and that night and the next day. And she accepted my apology. So I don't know why everybody's still butthurt. But uh, I shouldn't have cursed at her. I should have just used amused mastery and just like laughed at her and dismissed her. But I didn't because I had set a boundary and she crossed it. And that's part of being a man, too, is saying, here's my boundary. Please don't cross it. And then she crossed it. And I told her that I didn't like it. Did I use the right words? No. Should I have cursed at her? No. And did I apologize to her for that? Yes. Did she apologize to me for putting me in a bad spot? Yes. Did Elijah? Yes. Did Elijah and I go out for dinner and drinks afterwards? Yes. Has Sydney and I talked afterwards? Yes. So I don't understand why everybody's so so white knighting, simping for her. She can stand up for herself. It's resolved. And in my mind, it's done. And to me, this is such a nothing burger in my life. I am so focused on so many other bigger, more important things that uh, people chipping and chirping away at me at this are just so annoying. When I block people, it's because you're annoying, dude. It's because you have we ha- we ha- we me. we you're have to me. we have to be more than drama, 
Right. There are a lot of drama channels. I don't engage with them. Mm. There is, there is, there, and, and, and I'm, I'm aware, and I, I mentioned this last week. The, the one way to really piss me off is to send me a video about people saying things about me. Yeah. Cause I'm like, dude, I don't care about me. Like, <laughs> what I mean to say, what I mean by that is yeah. like, I don't yeah. care if, you know, so I, I saw the Young Turks thing where Jenk was like, he's literally looking into the camera saying over and over again, I'm laughing at you, Tim Pool. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, okay, dude, like, whatever, man. I did a video addressing the Ari the Rugged Man thing. Got 500,000 views. <laughs> the Young Turks did their video, got 50,000 views. I don't, I don't, I, I'm not saying that bring that up to be like, haha, I got more views than you. I'm saying when you focus on the work, when you focus on the ideas, when you are talking about what makes the world a better place and what we need to work on, people are interested. Yeah. People are interested in like, what can I do to better my life? Yeah. And that's, but Jenk Uger and Anna Kasparian just, insulting me doesn't improve any, anyone's life in any way and doesn't provide them with tools to make for a better world. No. And if you're out there and you're listening to rage merchants and all they're doing is stirring up drama and you're just getting angry enough that you seek out my email address and my Instagram and my YouTube and my Twitter and my personal phone number and my girlfriend who's soon to be my wife and you blowing us up with all this nastiness like you dude, you're being misled. Right. The idea and everything that we're working on here is to help men, is to help their families, is to help their community and their nation on the way up here today. Just let me finish on their way on the way up here today. I had a phone call with one of the LO guys and we're talking about this business that they started. That's literally going to change, change the world. It's going to change the world. It is going to transform the world. And this is what we're working on. So I'm driving up here and I'm talking to this guy about literally changing the world. And now we're talking about this thing that literally has no relevance in my life whatsoever at all today. And, you know, it's just kind of annoying, but like, I, I'm just so over it and not interested in talking about it, which is why I was like, please, let's just not talk about it anymore. And uh, she wanted to. So, hey. But I'll tell you this. Some of these super chats are funny, but no. I think you even <laughs> rolled with the jokes about calling your boy Matt and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, you get it. It's Sometimes like, you just got to, you know, it's like, whatever, dude, I have a kinky pass. Really? I'm really terribly sorry about it. And then, <laughs> and then, and then, and then my girl and I, we got serious and now we settled down and now we're getting married and we're going to have a nice traditional life with the kids and the family and the whole thing. Like, oof, kill me. Like, come on guys, get a grip. Let's read some stuff. We, uh, we, we, let's read some uh, super chats. Stairs in a space gaming says daily wire just announced SCOTUS is going to hear their vax mandate arguments. Yes. I encourage everybody to. Stop watching Fox News. Start watching the Daily Wire. Yeah. Stop sharing Fox News articles. If the Daily Wire has an article saying the same thing, share that one instead. Because Fox News instituted a vax mandate, and there's no excuse for it. Oh, but we're in New York, and we have to. You know, there's a federal mandate that uh, has been reinstated, and the Daily Wire is going to be hit by that. And they said no the entire time. Pushing Fox back. News had uh, a daily testing requirement. And where where is Tucker? Where's Jesse Waters? Where's any one of these hosts to be like, we, we don't agree with this? Ben Shapiro's putting his business on the line. All these guys at Daily Wire are doing that. I have respect for them, man. Dude, I have a lot of respect for Ben. I remember watching him just sort of growing up over at Breitbart back in the day, like 2014 and 15. And he's, man, that guy is doing things and he's going for it and he's putting himself out there. I like it. Yeah. Lori MC says, I am watching The Matrix. I turned it off to watch you live. I think I better watch you later. Don't spoil the movie for me. Merry Christmas. Oopsie daisy. <laughs> Did you get But that's why we Sorry gave a that. really a good warning, right? <laughs> we gave a good warning. All right, let's see. PM says, pretend to take a shot of Malort at Kuma's Corner for me when you go back to Chicago. Merry Christmas to all of you. Oh, my God. I'm not Malort. going anywhere. Dude, dude when, I, when I was here the other day, you ordered 
a box of Malort from Chicago. No, and no, Allison went and picked it up. Was it? Yeah. Oh, I thought it came in and shipped. And then when I showed up for the show that night, we all took shots of Malort. And dude, that stuff is bad. That's <laughs> yeah, it's, bad. It's, a, it's a prank, apparently. Funny. Gross. All right, let's grab some super chats here. Um, a lot of a lot of the people, a lot of the super chats we got about you know the the Sydney Elijah thing are yeah. people genuinely being like, I don't understand what that was. What happened? What happened with with Sydney? Yeah, they were like, what happened with that? What happened? But we we addressed it. Well, know. yeah, it, you know when the clip the people clipped it, where all they see is me me saying you know cursing at her, but they didn't see the whole thing. Where I was like, let's not talk about that after I've addressed it, and then she brought it up again. So you know, it stinks, and it and I and I wish it didn't happen. Uh, and Sydney and I are cool and we will be cool. And Elijah's already talked to me about coming back on the show in February and I'll happily do that. And, uh, I just think everybody here should just sort of put this thing behind them and let's move on. Heathen Airsoft and, and Jay says, we don't do drama. You just had a whole segment today about drama between Young Turks, RA, the Rugged Man and you. No, that's actually not it. I don't know if you watched it or not. Um, the reason why I did that segment was because the ideas were really important, and the Young Turks gave me an excellent opportunity to show you what the left and progressives are. Like I said, I don't care that you know the Young Turks want to laugh at me or make fun of me, but I think it's important that when you have a regular person who's sitting there saying, saying like, who's right? Who's a good person? Is Tim Pool a good person? Are the Young Turks good people? I, I want a certain kind of person to watch this show. If you're the kind of person that thinks insulting and making fun of people and spending your days involved in laughing and screaming in people's faces for tribal points, this show is probably not for you. Have you read your comments, Timmy? Well, well I don't think these are our regular viewers. Our regular no, viewers are yeah. fairly, you know, right. well read and they yeah. often correct us on things. Right. The goal of that segment was there are going to be a lot of people who may be roped into the lies of these, these people, grifters. Now, the Young Turks would like to call me a grifter. Many leftists would. I will lay out my entire past with a family member for all embarrassment and for all of the bad so that you can know this is who I am and this is why I believe what I believe. The Young Turks can laugh at me and say I'm a liar and a racist all day and night, but they have no substantive argument. I don't care for the drama between the Young Turks. I invited them on the show. I think it'd be great. I think the bigger issue is letting regular people know here's the people who aren't laughing in your face and here's the people who are. If you're a working class person from the south side of Chicago, my story probably related. If you're a mixed race person, I get it all the time. They're like, man, I've been through what you've been through, Tim. That, that resonates with me. Then if you have progressives saying, you know, we're the ones who are fighting for you, but don't worry. If you ever challenge us, we'll laugh in your faces. I want as many people as possible to see that. There's nothing to do with interpersonal drama. It has everything to do with proving who is like who is actually fighting the good fight and who is trying to grift off of you look and tim i feel the same way and one of the reasons that i am kind of happy that we're talking about this old article and like my hedonistic past and the fact that i used to try to just pleasure seek i was just pleasure seeking mm -hmm. is because ultimately at the end of the day that's not enough like you're not going to be satisfied and believe me i have tried you're not going to be satisfied mm -hmm. by that kind of stuff you need to find a higher calling and i am happy to be the guy that leads people who who once lived a hedonistic lifestyle who are looking for something more important who are looking for something that means more to them that's going to return a higher utility to them as a person and is going to benefit the nation as a whole so if this is if, if this is my you know thing to bear okay fine but like listen to my content now and understand where we're going because i've moved past that and i'm on to something that's really good and if you want to be on to something really good let's go
All right, we got Ghost Crusader says, Tim, I had to get my first shot today. I live in New York City. I had to. I'm the caretaker for my grandfather and grandmother. He has dementia and she does not want anyone else but me to take care of him. I'd rather move, but I couldn't. And that's how they get you. That's hard. They they, they know they can use your family against so you to hard. enforce this stuff and it ultimately results in everyone suffering because Jeez. of it. It is very hard. People are having to make a lot of tough decisions. Prudence. Prudence is never easy. It's by definition hard. If you find yourself in that position, I give kudos to you. And please just take some support understanding there's a lot of us in the same spot. And you're not a bad person if you make a prudential decision. You're not. All right. D. Thompson says, love your show. Started watching Nightly a few months ago. Just finished reading The Fourth Turning. And wow, crazy accurate for being written in 1996. Right. Another playbook like 1984. Right. And MIT said that collapse is happening in, what, 2040 or something? Right. Yeah. 80 years, 80 to 90 year cycles. Yep. Yep. All right. Just long enough for everybody to forget about how stupid the last one was. That's how it happened. Right. Even Lincoln was talking about that when everybody who was involved in the revolution had died. No one understood why they were there. They didn't understand the pain and the suffering everyone went through. Memories are short, despite the the history books. Yep. Puddle says, hey, Tim, would you have a live cast with your family and friends that you grew up with sharing old Chicago stories? Lydia is a soldier. Re. Um, yeah, actually, maybe. <laughs> I haven't talked to the guys from Chicago in forever. There's, there's a couple guys that I'm friends with on, on, on uh, uh, Facebook. That were like really good friends of mine when I was like 16 to like 20. And so I keep in touch with, 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 with uh, this group of people relatively. I don't actually talk to them very frequently, but I'm like, there's very few people I'd be like, Hey, come, come out and hang out. But, um, you know, my friend Andy, I'd hit him up and invite him out here any day. We got a skate park. Andy, come skate. I, I, I don't have his Instagram anymore. I haven't seen him in, man, I don't know, 15 years, maybe longer than that. Man, maybe it's been a lot longer than that. But uh, I'd love to have these guys out. We could do like uh, um, something on the website where it's just like we all talk about Chicago and stuff like that because those stories are really fascinating. Yeah. And like the, when I got shot at randomly. And the, be- and the the more you can connect to other people's experiences, the, the more powerful it is to spread your message and to get people on the right track, man. Do it. Talk about as much as you can. Be as open and honest and authentic as you can. Why? Because look at the guys on CNN. Is Don Lamont authentic? Are the Cuomo guys authentic? Is Jake Tapper authentic? Is whatever that chick is with the short hair and the glasses on MSNBC, is she authentic? No. They're not worth listening to. All right. Dragon Lady says, Lori Lightfoot and other politicians make a really big assumption that I want to go to bars and restaurants. Tim, that was a fantastic impression. Most important. No, the Beetlejuice one for my foot. That's so good. I just want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas. You're good people and you deserve it. I haven't seen Beetlejuice in a very long time, but, it was great. you know, Michael Keaton. <laughs> they also kind of talked. It's also similar to um, Edgar from Men in Black. Yeah, that's who I was thinking it sounded like. Mm. Yeah. I haven't seen either of those movies lately. Yeah. Maybe I should introduce my, my children to oh those. Oh, my gosh. Classic. Men in Black. I like Men Dude. in Black. Basically, don't feed your kids any content created after the year 2000. Yes. The only TV that I let my daughter, my youngest daughter, watch is Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Always a great story in there. Uh, and, uh, oh, man, I forgot the other one off the top of my head. Oh, The Nanny. That's just, that stuff is funny. The Nanny? Right. Darn, sorry. <laughs> that stuff is funny, and it's based. It's based. The 90s were based. I love them, yeah. Here we go. Nicholas Lund says, Tim, rather than using their language, shouldn't we call them COVID inquisitors rather than investigators? Yes. yes. Austria is hiring inquisitors. Someone had a, a good idea. They said... Um, COVID Gestapo. A good idea for a shirt was no one expects the science inquisition. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, from Monty Python. <laughs> well, that's a Is good that what twist. it's from, the science inquisition? Yeah. Well, no, no, no the Spanish, Spanish inquisition. inquisition. Right, 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 right. Yeah. 
the science. Micah Cook says, I'm going from 25 an hour to 14 an hour here in California because I won't get the jab. My kids will have food. That's only an excuse. Let's go, Brandon. Mm. Let's go, Brandon. Yeah, man. I'm never going right. to eat out in a restaurant in D.C. ever again. We'll get used to it. I mean, you'll get used to it. We'll cook, we'll cook a lot more. Yeah, it'll be healthier. Well, instead of buying choice, we'll buy prime. We'll have to cook together. That'll be fun. Okay, let's see. Enstein says, in D.C. here, may have to get creative, but compliance is not an option for me. However, the step-on-snack crowd have here never shocks me. We finally got our no-step-on-snack-and-find-out step, our step on snack and find out shirts. Yeah, do they come in? Aren't they uh, top seller already, right? They have their best-selling shirt we've ever had. <laughs> I love it. So cute. Step-on-snack-and-find-out. my favorite. At the TimCast store, you can pick it up. Yeah, we've sold like thousands of them. It's crazy. So good. It's a good shirt. Um, we got to get on our shirt game. You know, I, I, Luke does the like overtly political shirts. Like he had one that was Fauci as the Emperor, Emperor Palpatine, <laughs> Force, Lightning, Monkeys, and Dogs. Yeah, I'm like, okay, Luke's probably selling thousands of these shirts because those are good. But we don't do that kind of shirt. Like, I'm, I don't do this show to make overt political statements about that stuff. Like, Step on Second Find Out is a meme. Mm-hmm. It's like a silly combination of memes, and it yeah. doesn't it doesn't say anything about Republicans or Democrats or Fauci or anything like that. The gorilla thing. I'm like, I don't I don't want to make overtly political merchandise it can be like passively you know just it should, it, should, it should be fun cultural stuff so that's what we're trying to figure out we have i tested positive for freedom and it's yeah. luke riding an eagle waving a gadsden flag oh, right where luke is luke is to scale <laughs> on an eagle there's an eagle which is it's, to it's, scale it's and the, then there's luke he's right on top it's of the that eagle from lord of the rings yes you know uh i challenged luke to a death match before the show and the he winner bailed. the winner was the only one who arrived, I and so. Luke's draw? not here. Bah. He got scared. He did. Yeah. yeah, he was like, he was like, oh, oh, Jack's coming. Oh no! And then he was like, oh, my, my mom called. And my she mommy says, called. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, he's Luke. In the, he, he's in the chat. He was posting. Stuff. Oh, I bet he is. He, he, he loves those chats. I've seen him stirring up s in there. He all he, to do I, that. he's sitting next to me stirring up s in the uh, chats. That, that guy, like something Luke. Luke. You're not my father. All right. Let's see. Let's grab some. Uh, let's get some good conversation going. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. You trying to weed through the super chats of all the uh, obsessed Well, it's just a, yeah, well, a lot of them are identical. Yeah. yeah. I, it's like I, I can read one of them. And like I read one in the beginning, but it's like I can't just keep reading the same thing over and over again. Yeah, people are obsessed about that, man. I don't get it. Interesting. Yeah. People are strange. Yep. I, I honestly, you know, I, I, I wonder about who is we have substantially higher super chats than we normally do. Huh. So I don't believe it's our normal audience. Got it. Yeah. You know, because I, I think it's people who are coming in here and just. Just throwing yeah. money at Timmy, hoping, hoping that you're going to embarrass me in front of all these people. <laughs> That's an interesting strategy. Yeah, I like that. I, I can only, I can only say this, guys. I'm not on Elijah and Sydney's show. I didn't watch it. We were doing this show when that happened. Yeah, we were working. And, um, and I'm, and, and I don't wake up in the morning. I'm like, I better go watch and like figure out what this drama is all about. I'm like, I wake up and I'm like, what did Joe Biden just say? And like, what is right. Pelosi doing? And what is Mitch McConnell doing about it? And what did he just, you know, what's he, what? So I'm spending my day like reading the news and reading about what's going on. And, uh, I could not get in depth on this if I wanted to. It's just not my wheelhouse. Well, there's, there's no depth to it. <laughs> That's the thing. It's nonsense. Well, so let's read this. We got William Furry says, serious inquiry TP. Are you hiring? I work in medicine and feel so done with being whipped around like a rag doll with mandates and exemptions. Mm. Uh, we are hiring. Oh. And um, the difficulty is, you know, we're planting seeds of these new shows 
and we're trying to grow them and they're they're you know they're they're but baby birds oh. that we, we are unable to kick out of the nest they can't fly on their own so the core Timcast show is like subsidizing the growth of these new shows so we can hire but it's, it's like everything we hire outside of this show is a loss and that's what we've been doing so it's like we're taking the risk to try and do more stuff. We have the book, Tales from the Inverted World, at invertedworldbook.com. It's a bestseller now, which is amazing. Amazing. Congratulations. You're a publisher now. That's right. Um, and that's good. But as much as the external stuff we've started has made money, it's not covering its own costs. Right. So in order for us to keep hiring, those have to grow to a certain point, And it's not easy. And it's very difficult. Look, I put out the call all the time for conservative donors to fund media projects that don't have immediate returns right yeah. away. And Tim, I'm very proud of you for taking this route and investing in things that don't have returns right away in order to move the needle. So kudos to you, my friend. I'm really – look, so the first Tales from the Inverted World book we have, it's like general stories. You know, uh, the next book – the ghost of the Civil War. I can't say too much because it would ruin some of the book. But Shane went down to Georgia and he started investigating lost yeah, Confederate gold. So cool. And it got dangerous. It got really? like legit dangerous. I don't want to spoil too much, but someone died. On the crew? So, no, 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 no. Like your insurance must be through the roof. One of one of the <laughs> one, of, one of the. I'll only just say this. One of the sources in, in the, the process in the of, investigation. Oh my god! Died. Oh my god! And threats were made. And so I'm like, this is going to be That's crazy, awesome. dude. That's awesome. Do you have a hot mic where the guy confesses to a murder in the last no, episode? Because no, no, that no. was That's sick, so dude. Cool. <laughs> what, that, what, what, that happened? Yeah. No, what was the documentary about that guy who was a real estate developer, rich guy who went around killing oh. a couple of people? Oh, and wow. they did this whole, this, it was a whole HBO documentary. And in the last, where, where they, uh, Durst, maybe? No, I can't remember. Where they, they interviewed him and they were like, did you murder these girls? No. Did you murder them? No. Did you murder them? No. And in the final scene of the documentary, he's he's got a mic on during the interview. He gets up. He's like, let me go to the bathroom. And he goes into the bathroom and he doesn't realize that the mic is on. And he's like, I killed those ladies, but they're never going to find out. Just, <laughs> just keep lying. Just keep lying or whatever. Just keep lying. Just keep lying. And he walks out and they're all like, yo, your mic was on. <laughs> and he confessed at the end. And it was all legit. It was wow. it was amazing on HBO. I can't. We don't got anything to like catch that. a catch a killer or yeah, catch a murderer or something. Yeah. I can't. I can't Make remember what it was called. Yeah, yeah, man, that was awesome. Um, but so, if you would like to get a job, um, jobs at timcast.com. I'll I'll write your name down. We'll keep a lookout. I am writing your name down. What is the name? William Fur. Oh, I got it. Very and cool. um, yeah, man, we're we're gonna we're gonna we'll we'll, we'll go through it. We'll, you know, we we look through jobs periodically. We try to figure out what makes sense and what we can do for people. We have thirty one employees. Oh, that's at right, thirty one. Because we are like, my my attitude is, yo, we gotta start planting trees. Yep, we gotta plant trees now, definitely. And then hopefully in ten years, we got big trees with beautiful shade and. You know, we'll have like a banana tree and we'll have, actually, they don't grow on trees, they grow on bushes or something. Yeah, banana trees go on trees. Oh, my boy yeah, they, Matt just texted. He said it was the Robert Durst documentary. Your boy Matt, he yes. got you. Robert, Robert Durst. <laughs> now All we right. know. MK90 <laughs> says, so I'm officially excited. getting separated from the Marine Corps with an, with an other than honorable discharge for refusal of vaccine. Open criticism of the government and memes. The Corps and people who support this government have lost their honor. Hmm. Mm. That's, that's, that's busted, man. Sad. I feel for those people making those tough choices, man. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's heck, see. Heck, that was me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know what? Ultimate, the resolution was, is I informed my children. I gave them all the information I could possibly give them. And I was like, look, it's up to you. 
JC says, Tim, do you agree that this started with accepting the mask requirements? If so, do you regret not opposing that earlier? Well, it started before the mask requirements. It started with two weeks to slow the spread. Yeah. I don't regret um, uh, mask requirements within reason. It's 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 more so, it's it's not so much like, are you for or against masks? Well, let me start from the beginning. I agreed with two weeks to slow the spread. Why? Made sense. Yep. We want to slow the curve down. We want to make sure that as the infection spreads, we don't overload our ICU beds because then tons of people will die because we can't treat them. And I said, okay, makes sense. That was a mistake. That was a mistake. I agree with it back then. Now I would say in hindsight. I realized the exploitation. It, it then moves on to mask requirements. Within reason, absolutely, I think they're bad. But I will say my point is this. Ultimately, to uh, put on a mask, to walk in somewhere for a few minutes and walk out, wasn't that big of a deal. To undergo an irreversible and permanent medical procedure is an absolute deal breaker. There are certain things where we say like, okay, sure, fine, whatever. It's like, I'll put the mask on, I'll take it off. It'll be five minutes. I will tell you this now. I will not go to any business that mandates a mask. I don't do it. Mm. So out Me here neither. in West Virginia, uh, just just last week or whatever, I was with Allison. We went to a cafe and they had a big, huge thing on the door saying, please wear a mask. And I said, Starbucks over there doesn't require masks. So instead of going to the small business that needed our money very, very much, um, I went to the big corporate store because the big corporate store was like, do your thing. We don't care. Mm. And so there it is. Um, if I have a choice, it will not be to 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 comply with any of this stuff. So we went to Micro Center, had to wear a mask. Well, that that was tough. I needed to get a GPU. We needed to get equipment for the studio to expand. And so I'm like, look, putting on a mask for 20 minutes to walk in and walk out, it's not the end of the world. If I did, if I had a choice, I wouldn't do it. But I need to buy this thing right now, so I will. I don't like that at all. Give me a choice, I'll say no. I went to the mall to buy my wife to be the one very gift I wanted to get her, mm-hmm. and I had got to the gate of the door, and they were like, "Put a mask on," and I was like, "Sorry," and I just walked away. I just mm-hmm. can't do it anymore. There's yeah. I, I, well, not anymore. I have walked out of a hundred stores that have asked me to put on a mask. I just will not do it. I will not give them my money. I will not go to the stores. I will not comply. I've left it up to my kids to make their own decisions because you know what? They're teenagers. They can make their own decisions. But for me, I am able to be comfortable and resist and I will. If Did I, you get the 3070? What'd you get? <laughs> we got, we, yeah, we got the latest. Yeah, nice. you know. If I went to a store, a micro center and they were like vaccine only, I'd be like, All right, walk away. Yeah. If YouTube emailed me and said, we now require everyone to have proof of vaccination. <laughs> <the> YouTube creators. <laughs> I'd be like, later. Bye. Yeah. That's the end. Yeah. You're not making me out, baby. <laughs> It's, I mean, I'm just reeling from this notion. I just learned the news today that DC has a vax mandate. Now, I'm literally never going to be able to go to any of my favorite restaurants in DC. Any, I'm, I can't go to any single bars or restaurants in the city that I have lived in for 30 years. That's a thing. Yep. That's a thing. No museums, no concerts, no movies, no gyms, no yoga, no nothing. You can't even go to a hotel. That's a that's a lot well, to process, actually. I got to deal with that in Chicago. It's going to be funny. We'll see what happens. I have a feeling no one's going to enforce it, at least where we're going. All right. This is a good one. Eric A. says, Tim, <laughs> I appreciate all the work you do in regards to the news, but your takes on entertainment suck more than a struggling actress. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. that's, that's a great one. Like that, that was a sick burn. You got me. <laughs> um, but the reality is it. Uh, um, my takes on entertainment are as pleasurable as a struggling actress. Okay. No. There you go. <laughs> All right, let's see. You can spin it that way. Uh, da, 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 da. Memes, <laughs> memes, memes. Skimming, skimming, skimming. Well, but I always do this. This is normal. <laughs> he does. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. 
And we'll, we'll read a couple more here. Dan Scope says, I'm 31 and a captain in the military. 12 years of my life committed to service, and soon I'll be starting over from scratch and refusing to follow a lawful order. Any advice for starting over? Great show. Oh, man. One foot in front of the other. Yep. One foot in front of the other and never stop. The journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. One day at a time. Just got to figure it out, man. Look, I want to address one more thing from the from the article and the stuff that's coming up in the chats. People are saying that I use this word little girls and they're trying to make it out like I'm some sort of pedo. Come on, guys. Little girls is about BDSM, daddy, little girl. Let's just put that out there. I'm older. She's younger. People come to me. It's a kink thing. Daddy, little girl. Get over it, guys. I'm sorry that I had sex, y'all. Get a life, <laughs> dude. Jeez. That's Whatever, it. man. Next. Uh, I'm going to keep... Uh, uh, I said this a couple weeks ago. I would forgive Jesse Smollett if he apologized. Yeah. I would. Uh, I forgive Joey Salad if he apologized. Mm. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, 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 I'm not here to I mean, to to play with uh, you know stupid drama issues. Yeah, I want to talk about uh, important issues and expanding and growing and you know what I mean. All right, Alan, Alin Jin says so. As a billionaire, Tim, you would just be paying Michael Malice to be Michael Malice just on a bigger scale. Oh yeah. Yes, we would. Man, I would. I would be like <laughs> Michael. What's your budget requirement? <laughs> Do everything. <laughs> It'd be amazing. Um, but it's, it's more than just money, though, I will admit. Michael needs to be a press secretary for, you know, in a presidential That's campaign. Right. Dave Smith. He needs, there's, there's positions you can get to without, you know, with money, without money. So, but yeah, definitely. I'd, I'd just be like, here's a million dollars, Michael. Like, please continue to be yourself and just do more of this. I'd actually be like, do you know anyone else we could hire to be on Twitter doing the same thing? And they would be like, Tim Pool runs this propaganda farm with all these people on Twitter. What do they do? They post weird trolling posts. As I can't, I don't know. It <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. Make people look dumb, I guess. Michael's a guy that I would like to make contact with. I haven't been able to, to get in touch with him. He's interesting. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's out in Austin. Yeah. All right. Let's read a couple more. Let's read a couple more. Wow. We're getting just so many super chats. Just rack it up. Buy me some more top shelf Japanese booze with yeah. this money, would you? Eggman up. says, so if people disagree or point something out that you don't like, surely they can't be your usual audience? Come on, man. No, I didn't say that. What? No. I'm no. saying that if ever, so if we, if we have thousands of dollars in super chats that we don't normally get, that means there's more people here giving us super chats than they normally do. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And uh, people who are observing, who are friends of mine or whatever, they're texting me about the chats. They're like, it seems like a different crew in there. Although I got to say, ordinarily, the chats are pretty vicious anyway. Pretty wild there's, in there. There's, pretty, there's like bots in there. There's people being mean in there. It's an interesting place for people to get their oh, sort wow. of jollies. I think it's funny that... You know, on what was it like November seventh? I said Joe Biden won the election, and all the Trump people were like, "Tim Pool is a loser," right. and started yelling at me. And I'm like, "Well, I guess whatever." Like, I don't know. People think that I'm going to change my opinions because they're yelling at, yelling at me in chat, and then people are saying like I'm unsubscribing or whatever. And I'm like, "I guess, yo, if you don't like me, like I'm sorry, you don't like me. You're not, you're allowed not to, and you're free to watch other the shows. data doesn't bear that out, though, does it? <laughs> well, no. Look, I'll say this right now: if there's a bunch of people who are watching big fans of the show and they're mad at me over my stance on this then with respect i genuinely mean this i'm sorry i let you down and if you don't want to watch the show anymore then you know that's the choice you've made i can only be me and i will only ever be me so if you don't like it then maybe there's nothing more i can do maybe maybe i'm not the guy for you i don't know uh we're gonna keep doing these shows there you go tim all right let's uh we'll read a couple more here 
Let's see. Bazinski says, when are you creating Tim Coin and NFTs? We're working on NFTs. We're working on all the art, the portraits we have yeah. of creating just like a digital version of the art. You know, we, we had like uh, some funny ideas and there were like trading card versions. And I was like, no, 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 no. I don't want to sell likeness on a trading card. We just have portraits of people they signed and we want to post the pictures of them and then give people their like, you know, NFT version of it, the digital version and the physical version. All right. Let's see. Let's get a, we'll get a super <laughs> chat down here. The scroll time in between chats is longer than usual it's not. today. We have more than usual. It's not longer than usual. It's yeah, that there's no more. Luke and Ian to keep talking oh, while I'm scrolling. Oh, that's true. There you go. Would I, be I, I killed Luke before the show. It's true. He did. It was bloody. I know. Right. There is only one, and it is I. <laughs> Tyler Miel says, would love to come ride your skate park with you from MD. Love the show, Tim. Um, I'm, we're thinking about doing an open skate night. The problem is liability. Like we weren't able to get people oh, here, so yeah. we need to get the new space. If I tried to ollie, I would break my ankle uh-huh. immediately. That'd be fun to see. All right, let's see. There was one. <laughs> that'd be read. funny. That you said no, that. It'd be fun to see. I'd watch that. I could <laughs> watch that. To watch Jack. me break my ankle yeah. on a skateboard. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm joking. I feel terrible. You are. Okay. Let's see. Um. There was one I was looking for. It kind of disappeared. I, I must have someone oh, no. must have removed Jumped. it. No. Oh, okay, okay. There, here it is. So Dima Koleftis Kol, says, "Did you Jack make amends to Sydney? Honestly, all I care about." A hundred percent. I made amends to her within a handful of hours. Uh, privately, she responded. She accepted my apology. She offered her own apology. She in no way uh, intended to put me in a bad spot. And she acknowledged that she didn't pick up on the signals and the direct uh, request that I was making of her to not talk about that subject. She apologized to me. I apologized to her. We made up. Elijah and I went out that night. We made up. Uh, you know, we apologized. We made up. Everything is all good with me, Sydney, and Elijah. And we've been DMing about this, being like, why are people still talking about this? Why doesn't everybody just let it go? Yo, me and Sydney are cool. Everybody else should be cool. We- I, the reason I want to read that last one, just in case anybody who joined in and didn't know that you like, they may have seen drama or whatever and didn't know that you, you guys had, like, you had apologized and everything. Yeah, and so, I did publicly on my Twitter also. I just, want, I just want to say this. If you guys want to win a culture war, you have to forgive people. Yes. If you want to lose a culture war, you can be like the yeah, cancel cool. culture leftists and engage in a circular firing squad. But that's why, you know, when, when, when Joey Salads first like tweeted at me and I snapped at him, I was like, that's a big mistake. That's a big, big mistake. You know, Joey's, Joey's got his platform. He's an influ- influential guy. I should hear what he has to say. I should talk to him about it. And if he's genuinely saying he's sorry, then I should, I should absolutely, you know, uh, like work with him on this because we want people to, to be on the right side of freedom and liberty. And then people are like, yeah, but he's only apologizing because his career will end if he doesn't. And I'm like, well, okay, then if we can make him be a better person because he's got a, a fear behind it, I'm like, at the very least, he'll be doing good. So that's what I just say, man. Anybody who apologizes, I'm willing to give forgiveness within certain, to a certain extent. With that being said, smash that like button if you like the show. And if you don't, feel free to not like smash the like button or whatever. But uh, also go to TimCast.com, become a member. It's a, it's a very Merry Christmas. It's a very Merry Christmas to all of you. We have two trees here at the TimCast HQ because we celebrate double Christmas. And yeah. um, like presents that. under the tree. What's better than one? Two. Yeah. Two. Yes. <laughs> and uh, for, for everybody who celebrates other holidays, you know, uh, uh, much respect to your holidays as well. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. You know, and whatever. What, what, um, I'm, I'm not familiar with many of the other holidays. Otherwise, I would say that. But uh, he, we here at the Timcast Compound, we're, we're very into Christmas. 
It's just always been our, you know, I grew up with Christmas. It's my thing. You guys, if you don't do Christmas, much respect. Do your thing. We'll do our Christmas. Have a good time. And we're going to go off to the city and enjoy ourselves. So thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for everything. Thanks for smashing the like button. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for making this year absolutely amazing. The New Year's, New Year's is going to be a whole lot of fun. We're not going to be working on New Year's Eve. It's a Friday and nobody wants to come. No so way. there's nothing I can do yeah. about it. I was like, who are we going to get on New Year's? And everyone's like, we're not going. No way. We're going to be partying. And I'm like, all right. All right. So that's what's happening. But uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, everybody, for, for sticking uh, with us for the year and watching. Next year is going to get absolutely crazy with uh, with the midterm elections. So, yeah, you can follow the show at TimCast IRL basically everywhere else. You can subscribe to this channel. You can follow me at TimCast on Instagram or Twitter or whatever if you want. I just troll on Twitter. It's just ridiculous nonsense. Jack, you want to you wanna shout anything out? Yeah, man. Uh, thanks to everybody for listening and tuning in. Uh, Jack, Br- oh, sorry. Jack Murphy Live on Twitter. Jack Murphy Live on YouTube. Great podcast. Very in-depth. Evergreen issues, philosophy, politics, culture, etc. Jack Brunch, 227. Washington we'll DC. Oh, Tim. No, I don't know. Are they going to record Oh, no, 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 no. It, we'll, we'll, oh, that's true. We'll call it the Washington DC metropolitan area. Okay. We will find a, the closest jurisdiction uh, to the area. Here, it may end up being here. <laughs> it's going to be but here. But 227 Jacked Brunch, J-A-C-K-E-D, brunch.com. Tim will be there. Lydia will be there. Yeah. Ian will be there. Luke is dead, so he won't be there. <laughs> oh, no, I got a place. What's that? I got a place in mind. All right. We'll talk about it. Yeah. We'll Let's talk about it after the show. There's going to be well over a hundred people there. It's going to be awesome. What, what, Jackthebrunch.com. What, what day is it going to be on? It's on, it's on a Sunday. On a Sunday? It's a Sunday brunch, bro. I got yeah. a place. Yeah. We got to call him now though. All right. Let's do it. All right. After the show. After the show. Don't announce I it. I won't. I won't. People will cancel us. <laughs> And I am also here. Thank you for joining, Jack. Thank, Thank you, you Liz. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm delighted to have our show tonight. And I do have to say I'm very excited for Christmas as well. I feel Indeed. like my life has been transformed over the last little while. Definitely. So I'm very optimistic for the future. Excited about the new year. You guys might follow me on Twitter at Sarah Patchlitz. Excellent. All right, everybody. Have an excellent Christmas. Have a happy holiday. And we will see you all next Monday when we are back. Thanks for hanging out. Bye, guys. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.